0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face? Funny, I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas, dude. I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I want to eat so many tootsie rolls I just shit a tire. I jerked off of this towel so much it might be a surfboard. Mister Schmidt is an entertainer. Kind it cool. Hey, what's happening, I'm Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast? Hey, it's Friday, uh, which means it's not Thursday, which means I'm late. Uh, you know what I feel like? This is totally true. I feel like when I was a kid and I used to do something wrong in school. And I was always fine doing it in the moment, but then later when I had to deal with the the consequences of that, like, you know, ditching a class and having to try to steal the referral or or sneaking back into class the next day with no excuse or, or not doing a homework assignment that I knew was due the next morning that was going to fuck me up, I, I uh I would have this dread. Like, it would be this thing, like, I would leave on Friday. You know, I'd do something bad on a Friday in school. And then I'd leave. And I'd be like, ha ha, Saturday, yay, Friday night is fun, go out with my friends, and then yay, Saturday, basketball at the Eldome, and then we'll fucking uh, do this and hang out or whatever. And, um, well, we didn't really play basketball at the Eldome in high school, but Saturday we'd do things. We'd play baseball, whatever the fuck. Chores would be done, I'd get to go out and spend time, and then Sunday would come along, and depending on the season, it'd be football or hanging out with my friends, or maybe even playing football, having a good time. And then Sunday night, usually right around 7 o'clock after dinner, Uh, It would start creeping in that the next morning was going to be fucked. That I had gone ahead and screwed myself in a way that I was going to have to deal with. And then I started to think of the excuses that I had to rifle through and figure out what my life was going to be like in the morning and how I was going to get out of the problem that I had caused for myself on Friday. um, Because I had ants in the grasshopper my fucking weekend. Didn't even think about it until all of a sudden, you know, like I said, seven, eight o'clock Sunday night. I'd be like, fuck, dude, tomorrow's going to suck because I did something wrong. And... uh. And that thing where you, you know, like I said, you sneak into class, or you do something wrong, or you you, you get a test you're not prepared for, or you didn't do your homework. I and I, and there's probably a reason I frame all of these things in the context of being young or being small. It's because I never learned any better, and I'm still doing the th- same thing and making the same mistakes as I'm older. So uh, so I I don't I just don't think you you want to hear me again tell you what's wrong. I I it's I'm recording this on Thursday. You know, it'll go up on your listing on Friday or, or whenever the fuck you're listening or you're not listening at all. And I I, I guess I wouldn't blame you because, uh, <laughs> see, here's me talking you into thinking the things I think in my brain where I think, uh, you don't want to listen or you don't think it's good or you don't want to hear me describe things. And and it's, it's, it don't, it's, I don't know why it's coming up. It's, it shouldn't be coming up as often as it's coming up. Uh, I I I'm, I shut myself off. Well, all right. Look, I'll I'll be honest with you. You know, I talked last week, and I told you about uh, you know the 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 lean <laughs> losing four grand didn't help, and I was gonna have to get back into the car. And that thing where you give yourself the pick me up. You're like, all right. Well, I talked about it. It was in the show, and I'm fine, and I'm recovering from that. And then uh, over the weekend, I found out that. Uh, <laughs> Um, my health insurance was canceled on January 1st. I just said health, like I'm a cockney guy. My health insurance was canceled. Um, who's that? That was Kerry Grant. My health health insurance was canceled. Jody, Jody, Jody idiot. Um, I, I, I went to check cause I, I knew what it was, how much it was every month. So I was like, all right, well now with this losing this four grand, I got to figure out Uh, how this gets paid and what's going here and how much that exact amount is because it renewed on January 1st. And like I said, I knew knew how much it was, but it went up from last year. Again, my car insurance went down and my health insurance went up. So it was still kind of the same amount together combined. So I was like, all right, well, I didn't know the date. I think it's The 28th of every month, but I'll go check it out. So I went to go look when it came out in March, and it hadn't come out yet. And I'm like, all right, because I was trying to figure out, again, with the amount of money I had left in the bank, I'm like, all right, when's this coming? When's the phone bill coming? When are all these other bills coming? And uh, it hadn't come out yet for March. And I'm like, oh, that's fucked. You know, I'd say, that's a ding I'm going to expect in the next couple days. But then I go, well, how much is it? So then I went to uh, February, and it hadn't come out then either. And then I checked. It hadn't come out in January. So now, all right, so now we're just fucking boned. So now we gotta make a phone call, right? And uh And I, and I don't, here's the thing. I don't think you want to hear about problems. Nobody wants to hear about that. This is an escapism show. I actually told some people in the discord chat, I go, you know, I don't want people to think they have to escape from this is an escapism, you know, the show where they escape from real life to listen to me. But then I talk about fucking real life. And then you're like, dude, we don't need to hear about real life. We got kids who need shoes and everybody else needs to put food on the fucking table. Nobody needs to hear you fucking whining about your goddamn plight. Um, and so then that's what I tell myself. Well, nobody wants to hear me whining about my goddamn plight, but then I'm like, well, that's what. You got right now this week. You got your plight. That's what you're talking. About. Right now, you're experiencing your plight. And normally, I open up the microphone and I tell you what's going on in my life. But if my life is right now just con- consumed by plight, <laughs> that your guys are just like, well, fuck, dude. Nobody wants to hear that bullshit. And 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 in reality you probably do want to hear it. That's why you tune in. That's why you've been listening for 11 years. And and also new people, and hey, this doesn't happen all the fucking time. It's happening more frequently and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that I wind up getting consumed by by this doubt where I tell myself, well, nobody wants to hear. It's this weird imposter syndrome of like, well, why should you care? Why should you matter? Because I wind up hating everybody on social media or hating everybody who, who has a megaphone and talking about And we, we've talked about this ad fucking nauseam and it drives me crazy. It does. And it embarrasses me because then when I open up the microphone and I try to talk to you guys and I got to just repeat that, you know, I think of the stereotype of the elderly or the old people who just, who, who keep you know, there are people who glory days the shit out of their life. They want to talk about high school. They want to talk about fucking football. They want to talk about whatever the fuck, whatever they, they achieved in their youth. And then as they get older, they they shun, you know, the the new, the young people are ruining the world. The world is so ta- bad. It was not like in my day. And, and dudes, do you know how desperately I want to avoid that? I, I don't, you know, I, I have a buddy of mine and he he's he still listens all, like almost exclusively. Uh, let's I'll just talk about it. It's my buddy, Eric. We when we went to fucking Arizona, I'm in his truck. And uh, and he's listening to White Lion and Def Leppard and bands like that, and and I I laugh to myself. I'm like, because again, he loves it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with him loving it. But for me, I'm just like, I this is, this is dead. I mean, this is just absolute. It, it's it's just like listening to a funeral. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's shit I used to love, and I sort of you know I, I I still hold nostalgic charm for for Def Leppard not not for fucking White Lion that's not me but but that's different that's who Eric loved you know what I mean and and he's playing the stuff and I'm listening to it and I'm like yeah man this is good I like this I'm listening to stuff but at the same time in my brain I'm like I I can't you know I can't I can't be 52 and still listening to the shit from from 1983 and going yeah this is when music was music um you know, I I just got Spotify, and and I find myself looking for new stuff and just filling filling my head and my heart with whatever new playlist I can fucking do. But here's the problem: I will tell you this, the algorithms on Spotify. Uh, I was all excited. I'm like, all right, well they're gonna to totally decide what I like and what I don't like. So I made like an adrenaline fucking thing for the gym, and it's got Slayer and fucking Rage Against the Machine and, and System of a Down and Metallica and all that shit. Um, so now all they recommend me is fucking White Lion. I'm not even joking. They're like, hey, you might like White Lion. They make a playlist because because I also have a playlist called hello, Spotify, and I just put a whole bunch of fucking hip hop tracks on there. shit that I, you know, that I've heard that I really liked and stuff that I wanted to explore. Like, I don't know fuck all about Cardi B. I know nothing about her. I know she used to be a stripper. Uh, I know she, she, her head game is on point. According to her, she has, she's happy to brag about how good she is at sucking cock. Good for her. I'm and, I, and also I will say this. I, the one thing I also know about her, uh, she's a fucking delight. I think Cardi B is a goddamn delight. I see your talk and I'm like, this is the greatest. She's like a uh, like a filthy Rosie Perez, if that makes any sense. Like that same kinda charm where she just she just sounds uh like, like Pygmalion, like, like if you, you know, literally I, I picture Rex Harrison trying to teach Cardi B how <laughs> to speak properly and then shooting himself in the fucking head. But he's the one who's wrong because she's speaking just fine. She sounds exactly the way she should sound. Quit fucking telling people they got to sound different. She'll do talk shows and shit. And I'll watch her. And was like, this chick's a fucking riot. I think she's great. And then you hear people that be like, oh my God, I can't, did you see her? I can't believe it. It was fucking ignorant. I'm like, I didn't and she, she said something, uh, whatever, a week ago or whatever. And she said that she used to, when she worked at the strip club, she would go home with men and she would drug them and she would rob them. And everybody's like, oh, I can't believe that she said that. If a man said that they'd crucify him. And I'm like, yeah, they would. And everybody's like, well, I can't, you know, why don't they fucking get mad at Cardi B? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's not ideal that she fucking did that, but you can't, I find myself thinking this all the time now because everybody's getting canceled for shit that they did in the past. Everybody's like, oh, man, remember that thing you did in 1986? You're canceled now, man. Well, that's fucking, what, 30 years ago? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, give me a break, all right? I You know, back then, things are different. Things have changed now. And I've talked about it before with cancel culture. They're canceling movies. They're canceling old stuff. They're canceling old songs, fucking Christmas songs. Baby, it's cold outside, all that kind of shit. Everybody tries to reframe it in the prism of today, and it's like, well, You know, Gilbert and Sullivan didn't have Twitter. So, I mean, fuck, they didn't realize that they had to be woke and bullshit like that. And look, they may not have written that. I don't know who the fuck wrote it. All I know is it's just, it's, it's a, they said it's date rapey, I suppose. I don't know. But I mean... Uh, back then, you—that know, was that's what you're looking for in a good song. <laughs> you want, look, man, you weren't going to hit the charts unless you were a little date rapey or singing a song about the Confederate War. You know what I mean? You were doing some fucking, although oh, I guess boy, that, that Christmas song's from like the 30s. I don't know, because I was thinking about the Battle of New Orleans. You ever heard that song by Johnny Rivers? In 1814, we took a little trip. So in my brain, I was thinking because he's framed it. Because again, also the fucking, did you know that Billy Don't Be a Hero is about the Civil War? I didn't know that. And again, here's, here's me being a grandfather talking about a song from like 1975, but I don't give a fuck, man. That's what I have to fucking tell you. Cause that's the shit that's lurking around in my goddamn brain. But also at the same time, I want to expand. I want to look forward. i want to see other things and do other things and fucking, I want to be of the now. I don't want to say I can't be an old guy who's just like, well, you know, this sucks. And these movies suck. I don't, I don't, don't you want to love things? We've talked about this a million times. This is a theme on this show. I want to love things. I want to see things that are great. Uh, Of course, also I want to hide in my apartment and not do a fucking thing and hide under the coats And then I tell myself that i'm not any good and I I don't fucking get it I don't understand it. I don't know why it's lurking. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, yeah Uh, you know, I told you i've talked to shannon and I think i've revealed this to you and it's it's a scary thought But it's a true thought. It's really true um I don't I don't want to do anything like, I I mean, I have aspirations to come see you guys. I'd love to do live shows. I'd li- I want to do this show. I want to do Twitch. I want to make all that stuff happen. But then there's also part of me that just wants to close the computer and go sit on the couch and read and listen to the outside, be silent. And and it's this weird feeling of like that's, you know, because, again, we, we, when you talk about being... 52. And, and, and look, I recognize, I recognize that I'm, I'm compensating for being by myself. Like if I had a partner, I'd be like, all right, let's go to this and let's go to fucking that. And also, why don't you just get fucking naked and put your goddamn feet up on my shoulders and let's get to fucking work. Uh, but if you're, but if you're not that, and you're not actively pursuing that, like I said, I'm trying to work on me these first seven months before we can even start doing that kind of thing again. Um, but then, but then, working on me is 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 unappealing. Nobody, nobody. I, well, you don't want to fucking do that. Just uh, nobody. I don't want to work at all. Period. I don't want to work on me. I don't want to work. I don't want me. I don't want any of that bullshit. I want to sit in the quiet, and fucking read. You know, I, I don't. I don't watch TV. I don't do any of that shit anymore. I just fucking. I just want it to be silent. I'm telling my buddy. I'm like, man, I don't want to do anything. I literally. I, I go. I don't. I know it's a weird thing to say, but I truthfully. I. It's like. You know, I've said that before. I have no work work ethic and no discipline. I've, i that's been the way it's been my entire fucking life. But now, I I don't have drive or ambition like I used to be. Like fucking gung ho. like, all right, I'm gonna get this done and I get that done and I do this. And now I find myself just going, nah. Um, which is a good way to be if you win the fucking lottery. But when you're still trying to stay afloat and stay alive, you can't fucking do it. So, I uh, I told my buddy this, and he's just like, well, that's depression. And I said, it's really not. And he goes, no, no, it is like that's you just you. It's like you just feel like nothing has a point. And I go, well, yeah, kind of. But that's not depression, depression. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I, I said, I, I've known people who are truly depressed. And unfortunately, they 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 did bad things. You know what I mean? Or they were on the verge of doing them at some point. Um, and I don't want to steal their valor. And, and he just looked at me in this weird face. I'm like, seriously, I don't want to claim that I'm depressed if I'm not depressed like other people are depressed. He goes, well, there's other, there's levels, man. I'm like, I mean, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Nobody, nobody wants to hear about your, your minimum level of depression. They want to hear that you need help and they want to fix you and they want to reach out and they want to help you. Because all of us have. I, I, and I've talked about this before. And I've talked about this with David. And I've talked about it on the show. You live the life you live. You know what I mean? I can look back and rue my childhood and all the things that happened, but that's just the fucking way it is. And now I'm 52. I got choices to move on past it. I do. I, I, I'm going to go buy some boots and get them some straps so I can grab them and pull myself up by them. Probably at some point, right? Wouldn't I go ahead and leave my house and buy boots and straps and all that kind of shit? You would think. You would think, man. Uh, but instead, I don't. Instead, I, I, I sit at a microphone cause I look, I tried to record the show and you don't fucking, I, I don't even know why I'm looking for credit for this. I don't even know why the fuck you would want to hear this shit, but I'll just fucking tell you cause it's the truth. Uh, Wednesday I sat down to record this show easily 10 times. Uh, I have I actually have like a thirty minute chunk that I I saved it. I was like, all right, just fucking just in case something happens, save this, and maybe you can re- go back and revisit this. But I didn't like it. I didn't feel it was working for me, and so I put it away. And so then I'd go to restart and I'd do like a minute, or I'd do three minutes, or I'd do eight minutes, and I'd fucking cancel it. Do you know? And look, you don't care. You have jobs. You have lives. Fuck, my buddy Greg uh, has pancreatic cancer. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, he finally, he went public with it. I, I had known for a little bit, but not, not a real long time, but, uh, but it's, it's, that's, that's a problem. That's an issue. That's life. That's something to, to hopefully recover from and fight. Not wanting to sit down and talk into a microphone. Isn't that thinking people won't think you're funny anymore. Isn't that. But again, there's levels, man. We all deal with what the fuck we got to deal with. And, and I don't like pulling the curtain back on this for you because, you know, again, for 10 years, I've just fired the fuck away. I'm firing away now. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm just talking about shit that I, in my brain, uh, this was the shit I was going to talk about on Wednesday. And I'm like, there's no fucking reason, dude. There's no reason to talk about it. But, but, but it's what I got to talk about. It's because I've just been hiding, hiding away from doing anything and, uh, and I, look, I go to the gym, I'm, I'm making progress there, which I'm feeling really good about. You know, I came into the year and I wanted to lose 10 pounds a month. Well, I, you know, I lost five, I lost three. And then, in, uh, you know, I don't, weigh, I weigh myself on the first of the month and then we see what we're going to look like. So in, in April, April 1st, so, cause March, I was worried about March. I'm not going to lie to you because I mean, I, I hadn't given up chocolate. I haven't given up potato chips. Um, still no fast food, still no soda, but then I went to Arizona and Arizona was, uh, you know, we just fucking kind of let ourselves go. I didn't lift, I didn't walk, um, but 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 I had been doing cardio before that. Whatever, I felt, I, I I figured, you know what, it would be a wash. March, and then I stepped on the scale on April first, and uh, and I lost another five pounds in March. So I've lost 13 for the year. Now I, you know, I wanted to lose 10 a month, so I'm 17 behind. If you look at it that like that, but I'm not. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm being kind to myself and going, you know what? You're making good progress. And I'll tell you what. April 1st, I was fucking energized when that was the case. When I saw that, I was like, God damn, that makes me happy. So I actually went to the gym that day and I fucking started busting it in the gym. I started working out harder and and uh, you know, working in more cardio. And uh, and my goal is to lose 20 pounds this month. Because you know what I did? I also you want to talk about self care? I told you I bought pots and pans and all this bullshit. Hey, I went and I went grocery shopping. I went and bought actual food this week. Uh, I went. I went and bought. A, I bought a five pound pork roast to make in my instant pot. I've got chicken thighs to cook a fucking recipe. I bought like fresh broccoli, fresh cauliflower. Uh, you know, I, I. I and I chopped. I fucking chopped stuff, man. I, <laughs> I, I sliced up the pork roast. I put the slits in there and I peeled some garlic, some fresh garlic cloves. I put those in there. Um, I bought eggs to make. I bought, uh, all you know. If I want to have something, I bought uh, yogurt, which I'm getting yelled at by John. But I mean, I bought fucking nuts, you know, almonds and shit like that. I bought, I bought 16 avocados because I'm planning on eating one or two of those a day. One goes in my protein shake. I bought fucking frozen fruit for my protein shakes. I bought all. I mean, I I bought protein. I I mean. I'm 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 excited. I'm energized. I want to. I because I mean again, like I said, July first is my arbitrary deadline. I wanted to be down to because I weighed in at 361 on on January first. Well, now I weighed in at 348. I would like to be down to three bills by January by July first. You know, and then there's a new phase to enter into. And I told you about that, and nobody fucking cares. But whatever the fuck. Um. So so I'm I was excited. I was like, all right. And then I cooked. Like the other night, I cooked. Um, Wednesday night. You know, so yesterday I cooked. I, I in the instant pot, I made the fucking roast, and then I made. Um, my stepdad has a barbecue sauce that he makes, and it's one of these sauces that you just you can put it on anything. You can put it on fucking eggs, you can put it on pork, you can put it on chicken, you can put it on anything you fucking have, and it's just you make a couple quarts of it. It sits in your fridge, and it's just this go-to fucking sauce, man. And and so now I got that. I made that. While while this stuff was in the instant pot cooking, I took the other two hours and I fucking I combined everything. because so I went and shopped. Like I said, I had fucking I was proud. I was happy, man uh, I had been making progress. I was proud. I was like, all right, we're doing this and this is happening. And I, I'm, I'm excited. And then, uh, I, I, (laughs) I don't, I don't even know what triggers stuff in your brain. I, I, I don't know when you're moving forward. Like I said, be a shark and make all that shit happen. But then, Uh, you know, because, because I have to get back in the car. So I went and got the car washed and then I'm like, all right, you gotta go start driving again. And that thing where, well, and then you get resentful. You're like, well, fuck, I wouldn't have to go fucking driving if I didn't, if I didn't get that four grand fucking pinched and this fucking ruined my schedule by like three months. And, and then the snowball starts and, and it starts running downhill. And then, uh, as I mentioned, when I saw that my health insurance wasn't taken, well, I called fucking blue cross blue shield. I was on, I was on the phone with them for an hour. And, and a half, something like that. And I talked to some guy in Indonesia and his, his accent was rough and we went through whatever we could go through and I kept trying to tell. And then finally I go, look, man, I don't mean to be mean, but I have to talk to a supervisor. I go, because I'm, I'm you're not listening to me and I'm not getting the answers I need and and I don't have insurance. I need to find out what's going on. And so then he gets on the phone. He's like, Well, I'm going to make a conference call. He puts me on hold for eight minutes and he comes back. My supervisor is still doing something else, all these different things. And finally, he goes, Hey, man, let's do a conference call. Because this was Sunday. I was talking to him and he's like, Let's do a conference call tomorrow, Monday. And I said, All right, fine. Uh, Can you call at 9 a.m.? And he said, I can because I have to be in the gym at 10. So uh, I'm getting ready. I'm walking out the door to go to the gym. It's fucking quarter to 10. And he calls. And I said, Look, man, I I told you 9 for a reason because I have an appointment this morning I can't get out of. So then he called me on Tuesday. Tuesday, I wound up on the phone with him forever, you know, and in a conference call with with the 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 state and all these other things. They're looking stuff up. They're going here and there, and uh, <laughs> the the bottom line is my insurance was canceled January first. They go, you canceled it. I said, I did not, and they said, well, you applied for Medi-Cal. I said, no, I didn't. I, when I was filling it out, it said, do you want Medi-Cal? And I said, no. And it said, do you qualify? And I and I and it said if, to check if you qualify, hit this button. So I did. But then I got the confirmation where it said how much my my insurance was going to be every month starting on January 1st. And I figured we were safe. Well, it turns out when I accidentally clicked Medi-Cal, they thought I was canceling my insurance and trying to get Medi-Cal, which is when you're poor and you only got like four grand, uh, you know, whatever the fuck, a year income. And and I just went. And so I told them when I go. No, of course not. I go. I've had. You, you can see how old I am. You can see what I've paid. I go, and she's just like, well, once you press that button, it indicates that you're trying to get out of the program. And I'm like, I didn't, and I'm not. So what do I do? And she goes, well, you need to just go ahead and reinstate it. That you got to call them, and you got to talk to them. And she, and she says, uh, you know, once you get your taxes filed. And I, uh, <laughs> again, now here's the part where it all comes crashing down on my head because of who I am and what I've done. Uh, I'm in the midst of paying off my 2016 taxes. I have not filed for 2017 and 2018 yet because that's going to be money. Um, but I had my insurance consecutively and it was okay because I had I filed for uh, extensions and so the, the insurance kept getting renewed and it was great. But now with the insurance cut off, having to reapply, they're going to want proof of taxes for 2018 and... Uh, I ain't got it because I haven't filed and I'm, and I'm not going to be able to file because I don't, uh, <laughs> again, it, just like with the lien, I couldn't get mad at the lien because that was money that we ran up, my Karen and I, and, and I went, all right, well, look, they came, they got me and they fucked me and that's, there's nothing I can do about it. And, uh. And without being irrational or getting angry, I went. Well, look, this was money you owed. Technically, you wish it hadn't happened, but that's fine. And so the lien was like, all right. Well, I mean, that's just that. There's, there's, and now you've got to just move on, move forward, suck it up. But then to fucking to get the insurance thing this week. And to know that I, I just don't have health insurance. I don't. And I'm not going to have health insurance. I don't know if it's the law or the rule or whatever the fuck. Uh, but I'm not going to get it because it, yeah, I know when I call them, they're going to be like, well, yeah, what are your taxes like? And I'm like, well, I haven't filed since 2016. And they're going to be like, all right, well, then you can't get insurance because it was consecutive. I I just, and for some reason, uh well, not even for some reason, I guess you would understand it it all crashed down on me yesterday. Uh because this show is my life. This show I talk about what's going on in my life. Well, that's what's going on in my life. Uh, right now I'm panicked because uh, I lost a huge chunk of money. I didn't get a job that I wanted to get. And I now don't have health insurance. And 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 also you can technically say, and not even technically, but you can say, this is kind of all my fault. The lien was my fault. The The insurance is my fault because I hit the wrong fucking button. Uh, and just assumed I was fine because I got paperwork telling me how much it was going to be in January. And also I didn't check because I had money in the bank. I I was like, all right, well I'm covered. So I know what's going to be. And I didn't, I didn't look to make sure that it was coming out. I could have probably could have fixed this two months ago. And, and it's, uh, I'm trying to do everything I can to not be angry with myself. I'm trying to do Whatever I can to just go. Well, man, you know, uh, you'll just make it work. You'll fix it. You'll figure it out. <sighs> but then, you know, I come to you guys to talk, and and it turns out that that's that's all that's circulating through my brain. Um, and and look, nobody, I, I so then I tell myself nobody wants to hear that, and I and I, and and you're you're all very nice, and you're gonna know, Mike, it's cool. We we like because I mean there were people. I talked to Rob um in the Discord and Jason and and Travis and they were uh they were very kind and they said no man we we like hearing when when stuff happens because it lets us know we're not alone and we can listen to you making the best out of it and we know who you are and what you're doing and and we've been listening for 11 years you know that it's 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 just another chapter in the book i used to say all the time more of a book than a movie this is this is you know it's a, it, we're in for the long fucking haul man this isn't a 2 hour production it's 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 chapters upon chapters upon chapters. It's just that it would be really nice to write a chapter that was a fucking glowing, cool-ass chapter where everything good happened. <laughs> and I guess you can't have that all the time, but also you can't be schlep rock all the fucking time and lose your health insurance and fucking get everything else fucking tipping in the other way and the liens coming in and you lose a chunk of fucking dough and it's like, Jesus, fuck, man. It And it's life. I get it. It's life, man. Other people get cancer and... Other people will pass away and other people take their lives and other people deal the way they got to deal. And, but everybody's got to put their kids through school and everybody's got to buy fucking milk and everybody's got to mow their lawn. and Everybody's got to go out and live their life and, and deal with things, whether, you know, maybe you had a fight with your girlfriend or you got to fight with your wife or, uh, or you couldn't be happier or you're, you're struggling trying to have a baby or I, I, I know this doesn't compare to real life situations. And I also know this, um, for me, it's a huge deal. So this is my putting kids through school. This is my doing uh, the best I can to pay for my house or my property taxes. It's just uh, I have a different set of circumstances than the rest of you. But in my brain, I always make mine less important. In my brain, I always go, well, nobody wants to hear this shit. They all get their own fucking problems. They come to me for a comedy show, and they want to hear me talk and be funny, and that's the way it works. And I recognize that this is, right now, this just sounds like a motherfucking rerun. And I I, I thought about putting up a rerun this week. I thought about just doing some fucking talking in the beginning, and uh, which I should have done. And honestly, I can probably still do, because I mean, I've already fucking pulled teeth out of your skulls, making you listen to this fucking stuff all the way up to this goddamn point. Um... And I'll I'll also throw this in there. This is totally real. Uh, you know one of the things that triggered me into fucking thinking like this? I played a video game on Twitch. You know, I've been doing that Twitch stream stuff. If you want to come and check it out, we got the twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And I have a lot of regulars who pop in there and help me out, and they're really cool, and I appreciate it very much. But um, I played a game called The Last of Us. I talked last week about playing Grand Theft Auto and how it just seemed really... Uh, im not i don't want to say immoral it it was just a game where you didn't care about anybody or anything and it got exhausting because i'm i this will sound again ridiculous i i feel things really intensely and so when i played these video games like i played i played red dead redemption 2 i threw myself into it and and uh, one of the characters, it, it, something happens, and I, I was like, "Holy fuck!" And I really felt it. I, I was, I became invested. I become invested in movies. I become invested in video games. I become invested in books. I become invested. I, I'm, I'm a raw nerve a lot of the goddamn time. And as I get older, it's, it's just getting. I don't want to say worse. It's just becoming more intense. I feel very intensely I, because I want to. I, I don't want to not feel. I don't want to just. I think there's enough of that in the world. I think there's enough people who can joke their way through a through a tragedy and, and enough people who can just be uh, spouting jokes at any bad thing that happens. Or I, I, And and people deal with things the way they want to deal with things, but I don't want to do that. I mean, look, my job is to be funny. So when I want to deal with real-life stuff, and, and granted, unless it's a fucking wake or some bullshit like that, I mean, I, I try to do my best to... To absorb it. And, and, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. I, I, but I, I wind up, uh, <laughs> maybe feeling too much sometimes in certain circumstances. And one of them was, like I said, GTA five, I was playing it. I had to stop because I just wasn't I wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't a pleasant experience. And I was able to empathize with the other, with the victims of the, in the game, <laughs> rather than being the protagonist is like, ha, I'm going to go rob a bank and I'm going to do all this bullshit. Instead, I felt sad for the woman who worked at the jewelry store that we knocked out with knockout gas and we stole all the bracelets. I know that sounds fucking like ludicrous. Who, who does that? But I didn't think it. You know, I'm driving around in a car and I take the corner too sharp and I kill two people standing by a newspaper machine and I should be like, ha ha, here come the cops. But in my head, I'm like, oh man, I just fucking wiped those people out. And is that crazy? Perhaps on some level. Again, I'm the guy who doesn't want to throw away bottles and bottle caps separately because I want them to live together for the rest of their lives. They came out of the fucking factory together. They traveled to the store together. They came and lived in my fridge together. I opened them up and I consumed whatever the juice was inside of them together. And now I crumble them up and I put the cap back on the bottle and I take them to recycling together. And, and in my brain, in my perfect world, they get recycled together and they become like a plate or they just go ahead and become a welcome mat. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't wouldn't it be nice if every bottle and cap was just reincarnated into something nice together like a welcome mat? Because you're not going to throw away a welcome mat, really. You're going to put it out in front of your fucking door and say welcome and it lets the bottle and the cap be nice to, you know, cuz they do a service now. They brought me a beverage. They kept it cold in the fridge. They allowed me to have like a container to use instead of just having fucking like, dude, imagine if like beverages just came in like an above the ground pool and you had to go fucking use a tin cup like a goddamn convict on a road gang and scoop out some propel and chug it down. That would suck, man. Bottles are invaluable. Plastic does you a favor. It actually contains the beverage inside it for you. It keeps it there. It keeps it cold or it keeps it warm. It keeps it whatever you needed to keep it. And then you pull it out. You take the cap off. You sip it. You drink it. You're done. The least you can do is keep them together because they've been on this journey together. They're there on the journey of Natty Gann. There's fucking Milo and Otis. If Milo and Otis weren't a dog and a cat and instead were a bottle and a cap, now you'd fucking love it. If it's a Disney movie, Disney needs to make a movie about an anthropomorphic bottle with a cap and they're pals and they go through everything together. And they fucking live and then they get reincarnated into something else and into something else. Follow the life of a bottle and a cap together. Make them four different products. Make them a welcome mat. Make them a gear shift. Make them whatever the fuck you got to make them. But they stay in it together, goddammit. They're in for the long haul. And that's how my brain works. I, I think I don't want them to be hurt. I told you when I, uh, this again, you're going to laugh. Uh, toilet paper goes in the toilet. Kleenex goes in the garbage. Kleenex doesn't go in the toilet. That's rude. It would be awful because that's not where it belongs. Uh it it it's it's supposed to go into a different place. <laughs> I know how fucking crazy this is. I do, but yet that's who I am. And so I wind up doing stuff like that with these GTA games. You know, I mean I'm fucking shooting guys or robbing dudes or fucking starting fights. Like there's a guy who works at a gun store in GTA. And, uh, and Trevor comes in and he's like, Hey, I'm going to get some fucking weapons. He goes, Trevor, take whatever you want. I don't need the place burned down again. And all I can think about is that guy's insurance costs just living in the same city as Trevor. Fucking Trevor's going to stab, stumble in or stumble in and fucking and grab a machine gun anytime he wants. And and, in my brain, I go, well, why don't you pack up and move, buddy? Why don't you go open up this, this shop somewhere else? So you don't have Trevor wandering in and fucking ruining things. But then when you're in the city and you're Franklin or you're Michael, you're still going into the gun store. And uh, you're possibly wreaking havoc. You can do that. You can do terrible things wherever the guy fucking builds his gun shop. So I feel bad for the gun owner. I'm like, fuck, his insurance must be through the roof. And he's probably got a wife and a kid at home. And every time somebody comes in to buy something, he might get fucking shot in the face. And they got to live in fucking constant fear. I feel bad for the gun guy. But now I feel bad for his off-screen, unseen wife and son who are waiting for him to come home every night because he's chosen this unbelievably dangerous job in an unbelievably dangerous suburb so I'm like Jesus that fucking guy runs the gun store in GTA 5 I hope he gets home safe that night you know what I mean that's what I'm rooting for are we even gonna go to the strip club you're just like oh man these poor girls I mean it's just it's, it's ludicrous I wasn't like that I've never been like that really um, in video games but it's becoming more intense as I get older and I'm sure it's some byproduct of being alone or some byproduct of, of, of not getting where I thought I would get or, or being who I thought I would be. I mean, you know, my brain is still fucking fried from my last breakup. I mean, it's it's just all it's it's a it's a. And when you're alone, boy, don't you fucking ponder that shit? You're like going on and on. You're like, hmm, well, you know, I didn't really plan on this. And then Facebook is throwing every memory in your goddamn face. It's, it's just a fucking avalanche sometimes. And you guys know it. You're living the same life. You don't. That's why you don't want to hear me fucking wax rhapsodic about mine and fucking go, oh, this happened, boo-hoo, this fucking happened. No, fuck that, man. You got your own shit. So, so I find myself feeling very strongly in these games. So I switched from GTA V, and I was talking to John. I'm like, what can I play? What can I do here? He goes, well, dude, he'd been telling me about games to play. So he tells me about a game called The Last of Us. He's like, this is the best video game I've ever played in my life it's, it's my favorite game. You should play it. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I'm looking for like a scary game or, you know, something fun. He goes, well, it's all those things. He goes, but it's really intense. He goes, I'm going to tell you, he goes, it was, it was named game of the year, uh, by like a million different places. He goes, the score is unbelievable. And I was like, all right, I, you know, I'm in, I said, I'll try it. So I pitched it to people in the chat room and they're like, oh man, we've heard about the last of us. Some people had played it. Some people had not. but, but I said, I want to play it. So I threw it in. And the story is there's a guy named Joel and his daughter. And, uh, you know, you open on them and they're in their, their house and, uh, and then some stuff happens where apparently there's an infection and it spreads quickly through the populace and they go to escape the city. And then, uh, you flash forward 20 years and, and, uh, the world is a dystopian hellscape and things have gone poorly. There's infected roaming the countryside. Every city is a fucking quarantine zone. People have to have permission and ID cards to walk out of their house. Food is controlled by the governments. I mean, it's just, you know, the place is just awful. It's a terrible thing. And uh, it turns out that Joel is assigned with uh, helping someone cross the country. Well, let's put it away. He's got to get this person to meet a contact. I, I don't want to give too much away if you have not played. So Joel and uh and this girl uh have to travel across the country uh to go meet up with whomever. You know, they have adventures, they go through, but also uh, the country is incredibly dangerous. It's a terrible place. Again, like I said there's there's hordes of infected roaming around in addition to the apocalypse, so there's pockets of people who are uh, possibly not thrilled to see you or looking to rob you. Whatever. The point is it's a video game. So you gotta get from point A to fucking point B, but it's never that easy. So you gotta get from point A to point fucking G, but else you're gonna hit B C D E F G. Uh and then you gotta get oh wait, you're at G and it didn't work out. So you gotta go with point Q. So you gotta go to H I J K L M N O P. I mean it's just that's you know it's a video game. Shit happens. You gotta fight your way through. So uh so I'm playing it and and again Video game fighting zombies—you're like, all right, well, that sounds fine, uh, and it sounds harmless, and it sounds like fun, and we'll watch it, and we'll all be in this together, and have a good time. However, this game is—it—it's uh, more involving and more intense than I think any movie I've seen in the last three years. Uh, now that may speak to my movie view going <laughs> tableau and the shit that I've sat through. Um, but but the story of it it it's a story that becomes you know it's it's at first it's an assignment and then it becomes a quest and then it, and then it's something that is a uh it's a necessity and and you find yourself not living vicariously through the characters but then you're also rooting desperately for them but at the same time you see what's going on in the world and you think to yourself well I don't know how the fuck this is going to work I mean everything is is there's a there's a great scene where um you know they they wind up in a city and uh and again I don't want to give too much away but but Joel and and this girl wind up in a city and um she says oh my gosh and she looks out and there are giraffes roaming through skyscrapers and and it's this probably 5 minute 6 minute scene where you you know, she runs and you got a chase her and she runs and you got a chaser, and then finally you get up to a high perch and you see that there are giraffes. There's one that they actually interact with, and then you see that there's a like a herd of them. I don't know if you call them a herd of giraffes or a fucking pride, whatever the fuck. But there's a bunch of them. A fucking pile. There's a goddamn shitload. There's a fuck ton of giraffes. I think that's what it's called. There's a fuck ton of giraffes out there, man. And uh and you see them and there there you know the there's sunshine and there's leaves on the trees and, and and the giraffes are eating them and and they're existing and it it really drives home for me in the moment it drives home uh, everything that they are trying to do in addition to the futility of this entire mission i don't want to give too much away but you know, there's zombies roaming the earth. There's there's these things called clickers, which there's bloaters. There's all these different levels of zombies that are worse and they bite you. And, and then there's humans that are trying to shoot you and stay alive and they're robbing you. I mean, we we come upon a a gang of marauders who literally have people hanging up uh, from hooks and uh, piles of shoes and inventory of the things they've stolen. And, and, you know, we've learned from The Walking Dead and every other zombie fucking movie. You know, there's just, uh, it is a, a bleak, and relentless existence, you know. You this and this this. You know what this video game reminded me of? It was like it had echoes of The Walking Dead, uh, because there's zombies. You don't know who's good and who's bad, and all these different things happen. But also, it was very much like The Road. Uh, you know, the, there's a novel called The Road, which became a movie with Viggo Mortensen, and it's about a guy and a boy, he and his son, and their shopping cart, and they just they just roam a a just a post-apocalyptic world and try to survive. And I, you know, I read the book, the road. And at the end of it, 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 I mean, I was destroyed. That's, I think that's the last time I read a book and sobbed where I was just like, I just couldn't, it was the whole last, like two chapters were fucking just laid me out where I was literally that kind of (laughs) like messy crying and trying to read and sniffling and turning pages. And, uh, it, it just hit me so fucking strongly. And then I saw the movie because I had to. And I will say it's a very good movie. But I mean, when you read the book, it's it's a completely different experience as it is anytime you read a book. Uh, you know, like it's funny. I, I heard they were going to make a movie of The Last of Us. And I'm like, I already watched this movie. I lived it. I played it. No, ma- no matter what you do with this movie in two hours, it's not going to match the 23 hours that I played in the video game getting to know these characters and living their lives. And and actually stepping into their fucking shoes and carrying their guns and smiling their smiles and and trying to stay alive. So there's this scene where they wind up, like I said, interacting with the giraffes. And there's all these giraffes all over, and it just, it 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 made me. It was so touching, but so bleak. And yes, I know it's a video game. I know I know it's just pixels on a disc, but it it. It just made me think of life and the futility of it. And and honestly, it made the main character think of that too. I like to think that this moment was the turning point for him when he made a lot of decisions uh, in his life. Again, I don't want to give anything away. But I think because there's a moment where she says something to him. She delivers a key line of dialogue at that point, and she goes to walk, and he turns back and looks at uh at the giraffes as they walk away, and I think at that point he makes uh a a key decision in the game but but you don't he doesn't act on it because there's still more game to play, but once it unfolds in my brain, I went, okay, he made this decision up on the fucking roof when he saw how everything had broken and uh and it it just i i don't I don't know why it affected me the way that it did. I mean, I do because it's a it's a stunning work of art. And to say that about a video game I know is a weird thing. Uh, but also, I just happen to be in the right headspace where uh, I see the futility in a lot of things. And I see that I'm 52. And look, am I where I thought I would be when I was 52? Absolutely fucking not. I mean, I didn't envision this at all. I mean, Christ, when I was a kid, I used to think I'd be dead by the time I was 54. Legit. Like, that was something I thought a long time in my life. Well, now, I don't think that's the case. And I don't want it to be the fucking case. And I want to do the best I can to be the best person I can for however much time I have left. And, you know, I've said this for a very long time. You know, I I when I, would, when I was in my last relationship, I, I would... I would say that that was kind of a mantra whenever we would have a fight and we'd walk away from one another and we wouldn't talk. And then I'd write an email or a text and I would go, look, I just want to be happy the rest of my life. That's all I want to do. I want every day to be happy, to, to be filled with laughter or things that I love because you're just not here long enough. You're just not. And I know this is a 52 year old man. Some of you are young and you've got your whole life ahead of you. And, and I'm glad for you and I'm proud for you and I hope things are good for you and I hope the world treats you well and I hope it lays itself out in a better path for you than it has for others. Um, but you can only control what you can control and you can only be the person you want to be. So, you know, for years I, I, was, uh, I was letting life happen to me. And it's only in the past five that I've went I've gone to myself and said, you know, you need to make life happen for you. You can't let life happen to you. But also at the same time, I have been woeful in, in trying to make that work. I, I I've made very small incremental advances in how I am and how I behave. Uh not nearly the amount that I should. Um, you know, I and and I've come to you and I've I've it makes me laugh. I, I just got a thing from Facebook again, like, you know, the memories or whatever the fuck uh, on this date in, I think it was 2013. Um, the show art is, is one of my favorite art art pieces that David ever did. It's half of a muscular me and half of a fat me with a fucking amputated leg from diabetes. Uh, It's like this big fat Mike with a crutch and an empty fucking leg and a a marshmallow on his horn. And then it's a big fucking muscular Schwarzenegger. It's a fantastic piece of art. And David, uh, you know, he he did. It's just brilliant. It's just fucking brilliant. And again, that's but that's seven years ago today. And here I am seven years later talking about, well, I lost five pounds in March and I'm excited. I, I mean, I haven't. I didn't seize the day. I didn't seize the year. Uh, I'm, I'm barely seizing the decade and I recognize that. And, and that, that knocks you the fuck out, man. That when, when you think to yourself, you know what? I could do this. This is me. I could make this happen. And then you don't. And I, I told you, I will talk to myself out loud here in my apartment. I'll laugh at myself and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Again, it's taken me forever to do this. Even, even now I'm recording, like I said, late Thursday night, really late. Uh, I did sit down Wednesday, like I said, eight times I sat down Thursday to try and record, uh, and, and I just didn't, I kept, and I would always find something else to do. I would always, you know, you know what I actually did before I finally pulled the trigger and we're here talking, this is a one take. So, and again, like I've recorded, I've recorded 15 attempts today, but this is, this is the one that took. So we're here, we're talking, you know what I actually did before this one, this is not a fucking joke. Uh, I went in the restroom and, and I, uh, you know, I wanted to brush my teeth because I just felt like brushing my teeth. And then, but, but, but did I really or was I, doing, was I doing it to kill another two minutes so I didn't have to work? And then I washed my hands and then I put some mouthwash in and then I looked up and I saw my mirror and I was like, you know my bathroom mirror is filthy. I need to fucking clean this. So I cleaned my bathroom mirror. I got glass cleaner, I got paper towels and I sprayed it down and I'm scrubbing it and I, just, I started laughing and, and at the same time I teared up because I went, what the fuck are you doing? You're, I mean, look, yeah, you need to clean your fucking mirror, but now at this moment, it's just keeping you from once again doing the thing you're supposed to do. All you're doing is avoiding work, and I do it with food, I do it with reading, I do it with the internet, I do it with everything. I just, I. I just avoid it. I push it down the fucking line and I go, well, I, you know, because I, because that thing happens where I talk to myself and I go, yeah, you don't know, fucking don't do this, man. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear you dub bitch about that or talk about your life or once again, a fucking pulling the rip cord on a mower that won't cut. Nobody wants to hear you fucking do that. Nobody wants to hear you shoot the starting gun and then stand there and not fucking run the race. People want to hear you finish. People want to hear you fucking get it done. People want to know that you're fucking making an effort and, and I think I am, but Jesus fucking Christ it's it's I'm not looking for sympathy or empathy I'm not looking for anybody to go oh Mike it'll be fine I'm really fucking not uh i I know as I've said before it's the mantra of my life I know what I got to do I just gotta do it but it's 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 elusive. It is, it is difficult for me uh, to change a lifetime of behaviors. And you keep hearing me use that phrase. And I understand it just rings fucking hollow when you don't change, when you just keep saying you need to change a lifetime of behaviors and then you don't change them. Well, people just want to fucking move on. You guys want to move on. There's a million fucking choices for you out there. There's a million other people who are funny or centered or smart or there's a group of guys all fucking talking around a table or there's you know women or, or improv groups or, or science podcasts. There's a billion different people doing exactly what I do. Do I think they do it just like me? No. Do I think they're better than me? Certainly some of them are. Do I think they're worse? I think a fuck ton of them are. Just like a fuck ton of fucking giraffes. <laughs> but I don't want to give you the opportunity to Remove me from your life by not giving and delivering the thing you've come here for. And I talk myself into that all the time. So that's what happened yesterday. Again, uh, you know, I, I, I was laid fucking low, man you know, it's so funny. I talked last week about the lean. I talked about not getting that job and I talked about that stuff. And then I, my health insurance fucking bailed on me over the weekend. So, uh, I had good things. I, you know, like I said, I got progress physically and all that kind of bullshit. But then, you know, I, uh, I played that game and it, it, it struck a chord of futility in me that I had not had before. You know, once I got word on the health insurance, like in my mind I went, "Well, I don't fucking need health insurance. Why the fuck do I need health insurance?" I know it's the it's the law or the rule, that's the only reason I need it. I've been very lucky not to get super sick. I mean, I I've, I've started to get the flu once a year now, but uh but to know that that safety net was there and that you could always go get something taken care of, I I I you know, I'm a rule follower. I I I if you need health insurance, well good. I want health insurance. I told you when I got I get a chunk of money, I buy five bottles of shampoo and five bottles of conditioner, so I'm good for the year. I I do it in case later on I don't have anything. I'll know I'll always be clean. And I know that sounds fucking so crazy. That's a poor person's way of thinking, but that's what I have. And that's why, you know, losing that large sum of money that I lost two weeks ago or whatever the fuck was, was such a fucking guillotine, man, because I don't need a lot. And, and in my brain, I was like, all right, we're planning, we're getting this done. we got a plan. We're doing Twitch. Uh, but I also need to get OBS set up. And then like another thing, Sunday, I did a WrestleMania stream and I, I watched WrestleMania and commented, well, uh, I tried to go on and do it the right way. And I, I could not build OBS. I tried, I watched videos and look, did I, again, though, I waited too long to learn. I try, I started trying to do it about an hour before I went live And then all of a sudden, the fucking system crashed about five minutes before WrestleMania. By the time I got it back up and running, it was 10 minutes into WrestleMania. And I'm like, well, fuck, I got to do this. So I streamed on Twitch from a small window while the Last of Us screen was displayed. I felt like such a fucking idiot. And people were very nice and they were kind and they were cordial. And I streamed for five and a half hours talking about WrestleMania and having a good time and fun. But there was still a low-level hum in my head the entire time going, you look like a fucking clown right now. Because you didn't learn the thing you were supposed to learn. You didn't execute what you were supposed to execute. You didn't get your work done. And now look at you. You got to half-ass this shit. And people are being cool to you because they've given you every fucking chance they could possibly give you. But you keep burning those fucking things to the ground. And eventually people are going to stop giving you chances. And they're going to pull up the rope. And there won't be a ladder to fucking climb. And you'll be at the bottom and the whole fucking enterprise will move forward without you. And then fucking what? Then what? What? And I don't like to talk to myself like that. I don't like to uh, berate myself, but I do it a lot. And I try to be kind and I try to find victories and I try to go, well, this is good and that's good. And you've listened to this. You've heard me do this over and over. You've heard me talk about it on the show. That's the reason this show happens now, what, every six weeks? If, if, if not more frequently than that, every month you got to get one of these motherfuckers. I might as well put up a fucking rerun. You don't want to hear me again, spinning my fucking wheels. Cause all you are is, you know what? I'm in the car driving. I'm in the car fucking trying to get out of the mud and you're behind me pushing the fucking car wheels spinning mud flying in your face. You're going try it now, Mike, try it now. And I'm staying clean and dry in the fucking driver's seat, trying to get the fuck out while you guys eat my mud once a fucking month. And I feel like fucking garbage when it happens, man. I don't want to fucking make you guys go through that. I love that you're always there with a hand up. I love that you're always there helping to push me out of the goddamn mud and save me and rescue me and whatever the fuck. But that shouldn't be the fucking case, man. Do you have to save fucking Mick Jagger? Do you have to save like fucking Jim Carrey or, well, maybe we all have to save Jim Carrey. But I mean, if there's guys out there that you love and you enjoy their work, do you have to reach out and pull them the fuck up? I mean, you can support them by consuming their product and shit like that. But if they start doing the same thing over and over, I mean, I'm, I'm critical. I hear a band and I don't like their album. I don't want to fucking listen to their album. I'm out. I'm done. So if I start putting out albums you don't fucking like, you're going to bail. And, th- and then I'll be spinning my fucking wheels by myself with nobody to help me push me out of the goddamn mud. And it's my own fucking fault. And I own it. And I earned it. But the other side of that coin is then when it comes time to fucking get the proper tires to get out of the mud or not drive into the mud, first of all, to begin with, um, I just, I can't stop. <laughs> I've got the wheel. I see the mud. I'm like, well, I can get through this mud. I'm that dude. Well, I can't, Well, fuck, this isn't that deep. Let's go fucking through it. Let's fucking make it happen. And then you sink to the fucking bottom. Eventually, you're going to sink to the fucking bottom and then people won't even be able to reach you. And then you'll sink to the fucking bottom and people will stop looking. And I don't want people to stop looking and, uh, and, and I don't know what this is. I don't know. You might've turned this off already. I know there, there are people who have been very kind to me and indulge me and let me go ahead and rant about this kind of shit all the time, but there has to be a point in time because I know I have it in myself where you just go, uh, well, why don't you fucking fix that, man? Maybe instead of coming out every four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, and talking about how your wheels are spinning, maybe you just fucking make sure you don't spin your fucking wheels, you know, drive through the goddamn mud. Maybe you take the high road. Maybe you go ahead and find a road that works, and you make the, the the best effort you possibly can not to get stuck into a fucking ditch and need everybody's goddamn help. And, uh, you know, the irony is not lost on me that... that <laughs> The one constant in this show is me. People come and go. You know, Eric was there in the beginning. And then, uh, I, you know, I don't know how much longer Eric would have stayed with me anyway, but it turned out family and life and, and uh, every other thing conspired to get him out. And I thought the show was done then. And then Lily stepped up. And she was here fucking forever. And then, you know, she wound up physically breaking down. And then she kind of, got, you know, had her, her own life to take care of. And so she wound up leaving. And, uh, and, and, you know, we were, we were getting helped by uh, another person who was very helpful, uh, you know, really uh, helpful in, in getting me set up technically and, and, and always had a kind, you know, you know, was always rooting for me in a way. And now that fucking person burned the fuck out and I had to get rid of him. Uh And a lot of you have been writing me and asking about the artwork because I made a big proclamation two months ago, three months ago about how, uh, you know, Monday's a work day. January first, I'm dedicating myself Mondays of work day. I'll record on Mondays and things like that. And uh and I did for like five weeks in a row. Uh you'll you can go look back because we had artwork and it worked out great. And David is the art guy, David is the music guy. And I assured him, I said, listen, man, we'll get done on Mondays and we'll get it squared away. And he said, Great. And I did it, like I said, for five weeks in a row. And then on the on the sixth week, uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna get too much into this. But, uh, you know, I, I, I did a show. It wasn't done, but I called him for the artwork anyway. Now I handled it all wrong because I should have said, Hey dude, because I, the reason I called him was two. Re- there were, it was twofold. Uh, and again, you can go look back at whatever fucking show it was, but I, 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 the reason I called him was a, it was getting late in Chicago. So I figured I wanted to give him a heads up. And then B, uh, I had to go see a movie for comedy film nerds. So I was literally going to a, a fucking a late show. So I called him. It was like 1030 my time or, or not even. It was like uh it might have been 930 my time, which is 1130 his time. And so we talked about the show. and We got back and forth and we talked about what the artwork could be. And uh, and it was all square. And then he started asking some questions and he's like, all right, what about this? And then he goes, hey, what did you what was the closing thing? I said, well, I'm going to talk about this. He goes, wait a minute. What do you mean you're going to talk about that? You didn't talk about it yet. I go, no, I'm, I'm going to, but right now, and he goes, well, no, no, then the show's not done. The deal was you fucking call me when the show is done. Um, and he didn't, he didn't swear. It wasn't aggressive, but, but he got frustrated and, uh, and then I got frustrated. Um, because I, you know, uh, I was frustrated at myself because I knew I had handled it wrong. If I had said to him, hey, dude, I'm just about done, but I'll be done by tomorrow morning. Can I call you tomorrow? Morning? Because he even said to me, it, once we were in the swing of it, he goes, hey, look, because you're doing this on Mondays and Tuesdays, if you get to me early on Tuesday, that also works. So I had that in the hip pocket. I, I had all of it. I, it was just there. But I, I instead, I, hand, I handled it all wrong. I clearly did. I should have said to him, hey, dude, I have to go see a movie. And, uh, and the show's almost done. Can I call you in the morning? Touch base with him on Monday. And he would have been cool with that because I would have come home from the movie. Cause all I had left was the plugs. The show was done. All I had left was the plugs, but the, uh, you know, as, as I've told you, the, 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 the sticking point is that I feel like the show's done before the plugs. I mean, I, I, and, and he doesn't feel that way. He wants the show to be done completely. And I understand that because he wants to work in a certain atmosphere and an environment. And, and that's fine. I understand it. I get it. But there's also that guy inside of me that's like, fucking show's done. I, show's done, man. And that happened when we talked. And then finally, I would fucking forget it. Fine. I Dude, that's fine. I'm sorry I bothered you. And then he's like, see, and now you're going to fucking, you're going to take your ball and go home. And I'm like, I, I, d- dude, I because I, there was no point in discussing it because I had already burnt it. I had told him I would be done on Mondays and I obviously wasn't done on a Monday. And then it was a, it was a chore to get him to agree to come back anyway. And I I made a big production out of dude, Mondays are a workday, Mondays are a workday. But again, I felt like the show was done. Even if it wasn't the last syllable, I still only had the plugs and I needed artwork for the beginning of the show, but he doesn't want to work like that. And he felt like I came in under false pretense because I, I, I and he's like, you're just trying to get what you want. You wanted your artwork. So now you you just tried to get it without telling me the truth. And I, I, we wound up going back and forth. Um, Like I said, I completely understand why he felt that way. And so I just burnt it. I was like, fine. And so that week I used a photograph and, uh, and I didn't talk to David for about a month. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't call him, didn't reach out. Uh, and I told, as I've said before, he and I, we've had this happen before where he even says, Hey, look, man, this is not about friendship. This is about work. So we're still friends. I'm not mad at you. Like, you know, we're still going to be friends, but as far as a work relationship, I can't do it that way. And again, I understood but also, um, I'm I'm still me. And, you know, uh, in that fight on that Monday, he said some shit that I didn't fucking like. Um, do I understand why he said it? Yes. But at the same fucking time, I, I, I wasn't happy, and that's why I didn't talk to him. So I didn't talk to him for a month. And uh might have even been longer. Six weeks? I don't know. It was a while. Uh, I texted him on his birthday, you know, um but we didn't we didn't have any you no know, conversations, and that's why I've been using photographs now. I bring this up to you guys because uh you know, I said I would always be honest with you um I was not dishonest with you here, but i I haven't told you what happened because i I still don't know how I feel about it other than the fact that i'm still i'm upset. You know what I mean? I I don't like the way it turned out. I didn't like the way it turned out. Uh I I and and because again, also I love David. He's my friend forever, and and he's uh, he's done unbelievable work with me and for me. But also, I I didn't I didn't like being talked to a certain fucking way, and I still got a hothead in me who's just like, "What the fuck, man!" And I and and uh, you know, but but I got it. And it was also, um, I was more embarrassed and angry at myself that it had come to that again. So I uh, I just shined it. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll use photographs. You know what I mean? I'll go forward um, because I truly didn't know what I wanted to do. I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I know what I want to do. I want my friend to do art and music for the show. And, uh, and that's another thing that has played on my mind here over these past few weeks. You know, I... I tell you everything that's happening. I, I mean, usually I talk about what's going on in my life. Well, the things that have been going on in my life are that. I hadn't talked to my friend for six weeks. Uh, I don't like the show when it doesn't have the artwork. I don't, I, it does not make me, this was a unique package. Other shows have a logo, a stagnant logo, whatever the fuck. David did a fucking watercolor painting every single week that matched the storyline. That's it, unheard of. And, uh, as, as much of a magic trick as me doing two hours of talking about nothing and unleashing the bees all over you motherfuckers into a goddamn microphone, uh, that's how much of a magic trick it is to call a guy on Monday night and get a painting by Tuesday afternoon. That's, that's the essence of everything I talked about. It's crazy. And so I, I don't feel like the show is as good without him. He and I have, have a sticking point on that because he's like, well, no, that's not the case. The show is you and you talking. And, and I'm just kind of like, uh, I, you know, enhancement. I'm like, I, that's not how I feel about it. I feel like the show is a whole fucking package. Um, so I didn't talk to him and then, uh, we wound up going to Arizona and I actually, uh, yeah, I considered not going to Arizona to go hang out with my friends, like, because I didn't, I didn't want to deal with the fucking uncomfortableness of it. I was like, I don't want to, cause I had, I did not talk to him until we got to Arizona. And I, in my brain, I was like, I, I could cancel. I could not go. I could, I could reconnoiter this and make it not, you know, work. And then in my brain, I went, why the fuck are you doing that? Because the one thing that he said is always a constant is this isn't about friendship. It's about work. And uh, and also, dude, I used to do a fantasy draft with my fucking brother, who I hadn't talked to for nine years, and had no interest in fucking looking in the eye. And I would go spend a Sunday and laugh at his jokes, and I'd make him fucking laugh, and it was fine. So I mean, I can do that. I'm a grown up. So in my brain, I also went, you know, you fucking love going. I mean, my, my literally, that's that's Toronto going to see everybody there is fucking fun as hell and going to Arizona and seeing my friends and watching basketball and cooking out and fucking going to baseball games. Holy fuck. I would do that forever. Now you, you heard me describe it a few weeks ago. I want to get a house and just live with all my friends. It would be fucking great. Now is that a reflection of how fucking lonely I am in my life right now? Probably, (laughs) but it manifests itself in weird ways. So, uh, so I went to Arizona and you know, everybody showed up. We were out at the airport. We show up at the bar. Uh, you know, David walked in. It was great. You know, it, again, I've known the guy 35 years, so it's, it's, it's not going to turn it bad unless I make it bad or fucking weird at the point. You know, I mean, he, he's, he said his piece and I heard it and then that was fine. And and we went to Arizona and we had a good time. Well, we had a phenomenal time. You know, uh, you, you, you heard about it. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago and at the, uh, I'm bringing this up because people have been writing. People have been writing for weeks, uh, you know, and I i, I don't, <laughs> people will say to me, they'll, they'll, there are people writing me on the discord and they'll go, Monday's a work day. I hope it's going well. And I feel embarrassed because obviously Monday's not a work day. If I'm putting out this fucking show on Friday. And one of the reasons I liked having David to do the artwork and I got the show done on Monday and all that stuff, it was a new beginning. It was a new way forward. So then when he was like, "Well, fuck this," and he he bailed on me in in uh, and he you know again, he didn't bail on me in a way of like "fuck you." He just like I, this is this was not what we agreed on, and he fucking left. And I didn't call him. I didn't reach out to him for five six weeks because uh, I explained why. But 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 I, I just to me it it becomes a, a larger issue. I liked having to get him the show on Monday night and Tuesday because it helped me stay focused and it helped me work. Well, then when he walked away, uh, you know, and I, I didn't call him for artwork. Well, all, all, all of the discipline, everything went out the fucking window. Monday's a work day went out, out, out the fucking bin. And so then I was free again to, to fall back into old patterns and do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And that's, bad. I'm bad at that. I don't know if I'm a junkie. I don't know if I'm a dry drunk. I don't know what the fuck it is about me, but when I have to do things, I'm, I I pull away. I hide. I don't do them in a timely fashion. And then we get this, a show coming out on a Friday. We get last week, a show coming out late. We get shows coming out in the middle of the fucking day. Instead of having a schedule that I adhere to, because I have people that I'm responsible for and responsible to, I instead fall back on what can only be described as old tragic behaviors and old mic resurfaces and and I'm left to my own devices and leaving me to my own devices is dangerous as fuck because I'm here giving you a show on a fucking Friday that should be out on a goddamn Thursday. And this is another reason yesterday that I killed myself when I sat down to fucking talk and then I'm like, ah fuck, you know, Because every time I go to go to the microphone, I'm like, well, fuck, I mean, you know, David's not doing the artwork anyway, so what the fuck, I can do this whenever, and then I'm like, well, is that a good thing, is that a healthy thing, to know that you can do this at the last fucking minute, is that the best possible show, to record at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning, when it's supposed to be out by 2 in the morning, basically, and you've been up all day, are you really at your sharpest, are you really at your most fresh, is your brain working, are the bees alive and fucking flying around and ready to sting the fuck out of everybody? Are a fuck ton of giraffes coming by and eating leaves and you're sighing and staring at them? Is are, is this the best work environment for you to wait until Wednesday night at 3 in the morning to record the show that's supposed to be out Thursday morning? What the fuck, man? Uh, no, it's not. So then that creeps into what my narrative is in my brain well fuck you've waited this long well it's not even gonna be a good show you're recording it late at fucking night whatever the fuck and and there's nobody here to tell me it's good there's nobody here to tell me it's bad there's nobody at all there's no feedback whatsoever until I put it up and then people have been very kind They quote stuff they write me emails they quote jokes because I am still fucking funny dudes don't don't get that fucking twisted in any fucking way shape or form I'm still really fucking good at what I do it's just I gotta get a machete and hack through the fucking jungle that's in my goddamn brain to go ahead and turn on the microphone and bring you exactly what I can bring to the fucking table so I went to Arizona. We hung out. We had a great time. And uh, we all leave Monday morning. We go to the airport, drop off the rental car. And it turns out it's just me and David. Everybody else has flown home on their different airlines. And David and I happen to be in the same terminal. Uh, he's on, I think, American. I was on Southwest. And uh, his flight was at, uh, I think, 1 and mine was at 2. And we had to get to the airport early because the other guys were early. So it's like 1030, 10 o'clock. And uh, so it's me and him alone, and we walk over. We, you know, we went to Dunkin' Donuts. He grabbed a coffee. I grabbed a hot chocolate. And I don't know if I talked about this on this show yet, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up right now. Dude, Ju- dudes, 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 Jesus Christ! Dunkin' Donuts hot chocolate tastes like Count Chocula. There, I said it. Count Chocula cereal and Count Chocula mushrooms. It was, dude. It was. I, I look. I would never say this about hot chocolate ever. It was delicious. Holy fuck, was it delicious. It tasted so goddamn good because it tasted just like like a warm Count Chocula. Oh my fucking God, was it good. I was so happy. So I bought a hot chocolate. He got a coffee. We went and sat down. And uh, we, we saw a monk. That was fucking bananas. We saw a fucking monk walk in in a goddamn monk robe. Literally, like, like the San Diego Padres mascot, like a friar with the rope belt and the fucking hood and the sandals, the whole goddamn thing. That guy got off a fucking plane. Fuck you, monk. Jesus Christ. that's I, I, That can't even be safe for your vow of silence. People ask you for a drink. Do you just nod? That's got to be annoying as shit. Stay in your monastery and do monk stuff. Don't get on a fucking plane. But he was there walking around and then we saw some, you know, just, we're just people watching and having fun and busting balls and, and laughing. And I was happy because, you know, I'd spent five days with my friends and I'm sitting there with 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 David, who, you know, I always love to go to Chicago, sit in his house, watch TV, make fun of shit. We make each other laugh. It's fucking great. It's great. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I, you know, I had been the one who had had made the decision and I and so I hadn't called him, you know, uh, and it is it is my show, if I wanted him involved, I would have called him and, and straightened it out. But I, I just felt like I had burnt it so bad that I was like, well, fuck you. You know, cause I, it took so much to convince him to come back on board in January and assure him that the show would be done on Monday. But then again, like I said, I, I still felt that the show was done on that Monday when I had called him and, and I could have handled it a million times better, but that's why I didn't reach out to him. Cause in my brain, I'm just like, well, it was fucking done, man. But it wasn't done. And that's not how, not how he wants to work. And I understood that. So in my brain, I went, well, fuck that. I, I, I won't bother him. Which is also silly and foolish. And it's the way I've, I've approached it with you guys as well. I'm like, well, I don't want to bother you guys. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking do a show that you won't like or report. Do, do this again where we're fucking sawing open the top of my head like a fucking lector show or a magic show or whatever the fuck you want to say. And, just, and And just bleeding all over a fucking microphone. Nobody wants to hear this. Nobody. And yet here I am. And I can't shelve this because we're a buck in, you know what I mean. I can't start over with lighthearted bullshit because this is fucking in and done. And I mean, it's already fucking super late on Thursday night, man. If I'm going to get a show out, it's got to be this one. So I've committed myself to. Th- I'm pot committed to this fucking show. And if you're if you're this deep in, let me apologize again because it shouldn't be this. It sh- it should. I mean, you know. But I mean, you know, last week was two hours of fucking just nonsense. And I like nonsense. I prefer nonsense. I don't. I don't. I don't dig this. Nobody wants to fucking put in their earbuds and listen to goddamn brain surgery. So, uh, so we're in the fucking airport and, and David looked to me, you know, this is a couple of weeks ago and he just went, Hey, I have, uh, I have a possible solution for, for the, the loggerheads we find ourselves at, um, David did not use the word loggerheads. <laughs> I, I'm sure he thought it. I'm sure it was. He had it ready to use if he had to, but he did not use loggerheads. He's like, hey, he goes, um, I got a solution for this. And I said, all right, and uh, you know, he pitched his solution, and um, it's it's a good solution, it is, but it's not the solution I wanted, uh, because I'm an infant you know, in, in, in some ways I'm a toddler and I want what I want. I want the painting to come out with the show and I want it to be a package just like it was. And he's like, we can't, you can't do it. I said, I'm telling you that I can, because you told me that before he goes, there's, there's only so many times I can take you at your word and you fucking burn it that I just have to walk away. And again, I do understand that, but you know I I had I had done the show 5 weeks consecutively and on Mondays and been good and gotten it done um and I felt I should get some some I had stashed some goodwill somehow I I needed some credit for that 6th week and he's like you don't you don't get that You know, you've been doing this 11 years and, and, you know, since Lily left, it's been like this and he's not wrong because I told you what Lily was the one where I had to go to her house and record. I, if, if I didn't get over there, my window to record with her was out the fucking out the, out the window. I threw a window out the window. That's how bad it was. So. And he, and I said, rightfully so. He wonders why, if I was willing to make my life work around going to her house and recording, why can't I make my life work around getting him a deadline to do good work in the paintings that he has if I want them involved in the program? I get it. It's not wrong. But it, <laughs> the, the, the child in me is like, it's my show. It's my fucking show, man. Fucking do what I say. And that's incorrect and that's wrong. And I know that's not the way to be. And I've grown enough to recognize and own my bullshit. And I know what I've done. I also didn't talk to him after what happened because I felt like I said, anything I said would be, would be moot because I had already proven that I couldn't do the thing I said I could do to get him back on board. So I went, well, I'll just fucking hide from this. There's no fucking way. I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to ask him for fucking artwork because then he's just going to be like, no. And I don't want to have that fucking conversation. So I, you know, I made a choice not to contact him over that five weeks and use photographs because fuck, uh, I had already burnt it. You know, there was, there was no coming back. I had uh, the, with the fucking hand wringing and shit I had to do to convince him to come back in January uh, and, and tell him, look, I'm doing this. I'm absolutely fucking doing this. And then to not do it and have him just go, well, fuck. Cause again, you just, you feel like an idiot. I get that. If you fall for it, you feel like an idiot. Now, again, there's the part inside me. That's like the show was fucking done. All that was left was the plugs and I'm, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> and by that i mean i know i'm wrong there were four different ways to handle it that would have worked out and and completely shined this whole fucking problem and made my last 6 weeks that much easier because i wouldn't be fucking gripping and putting the show off until wednesday and i would have my friend to talk to and i would have my friend to reach out to and get artwork and i would be able to uh to to have the the, the show i wanted that i want and i i will tell you this truthfully uh I may have said this on other shows. Um, or maybe not. You know, it 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 embarrasses me that that David his artwork isn't here. It embarrasses me that it turned out like that. Because, like I said, Eric went away, Lily went away, Jill went away, Gio went away. And now David has kind of gone away. And you know i i i don't think i'm that hard to work for or with or live with i i i recognize who i am i and i'm learning a whole lot more about myself and i'm i'm i own what i do and what i've done and in those people that went away like i said i can tell you literally you know eric it was a family thing and and with geo it it's it got complicated and weird near the end and with Jill Jesus fucking Christ how much time do you have and with Lily she became physically unable to do the show the way i wanted to do it where she had to sit there for 6 or 7 hours and talk to me and then i would do a show and it just she couldn't give me one day a week out of her life anymore and uh you know it it wasn't like i drove them all away because i was this tyrannical monster but i recognized my culpability in all of those relationships and whether I gave somebody too much rope or whether I, I didn't perform the way I was supposed to, or they perceived that I didn't or, or you know, I could, I could explain it 15 different fucking ways and everybody else has their own fucking story. And having it happen with David embarrassed me because I went, you know what? You guys have listened for how fucking long and you've seen me just cycle through every fucking relationship. And you just got to be thinking to yourself, Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking threshing machine. This guy is just chewing people up and spitting them the fuck out. And so that's why I didn't address it on the air. I, I, I you know, because again, a, uh, there was a part of me that felt like it could have been handled differently or better, but also b, I knew the wrong that I had done. And that's why David didn't want to be involved anymore is because when, well, and it look, that's not even fair. It's not even that he didn't want to be involved anymore. I didn't involve him. I stopped calling him because I had already fucking promised a certain thing and didn't deliver on it. And that embarrasses me. It embarrasses me in front of you guys who've believed for so long, who've stayed and stuck around and wanted me and rooted for me and thought that good things would have fucking happened. And, and And do you know how badly I want to deliver good news to you guys? Do you know how fucking badly I wanted to say I got a writing gig or all these other things instead of going, hey, I got to get back in the Uber car and I lost four grand and a lien and I lost my health insurance and I'm not talking to my friend. I mean, that's... Nobody wants to hear that fucking sad sack garbage. It's 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 fucking... It's like peeling a banana and you're finding a gun barrel and you just shoot yourself in the back of the fucking head. But I told you guys I would tell you the truth. So here's the truth. You know, I'm telling you. I'm I'm fucking... I try my best to stay out of my own way. And I'm getting much better at it. I've been seeing Shannon for five years and I think I've changed a a fucking world's worth in, in, in... Five years. I mean, I haven't done a complete fucking one eighty, but I've 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 probably done a ninety, <laughs> if <laughs> if not a one thirty five. Nah, eh, a hundred. But at the same time, I'm I'm still me. Sometimes I'm still what I what I was raised to be, what I learned to be, what I became. And, and whether I'm trying to be something different on the other side and do the best I can, yes. But it's still, it, there, there's still, uh, you know, the show's called A 40-Year-Old Boy for a reason. That's still inside me. Whether it's it's the boy inside me who wonders why nobody is there when he's in bed alone and, and, and he wants to hold somebody close and feel them breathe, or it's, it's the boy who wonders why people just don't fucking do what he wants, Or it's the boy who wants to just fucking keep hitting a countertop until somebody notices him and brings him something warm or, or, or it's a boy who wants someone to touch his face and tell them they love him. It's there. It's fucking there, man. And, And I, I don't say it in a way where like, boo hoo, feel for Mike. I don't fucking, that's not it, but we all have that. Maybe not all of us. Some of us have it. Maybe not everybody. Maybe just me. I only have it <laughs> just me and a fuck ton of giraffes. That's who fucking has it. God damn it. Um. There's still me who wants to pound on, on, on the table until people notice me and do what I want them to do. So when David, he, he looked at me and he's like, I got this proposal. And, uh, and he, he started to tell me why he was upset and he, he, and I, and I tried to talk over him and he goes, look, you don't get to tell me how to feel here, man. You know, you don't get to tell me I shouldn't be mad. You don't get to tell me that for five weeks you did a good job and I should give you credit. He goes, I'm pissed. I, I, you know, I fucking, I work hard. And, and when you don't do the thing you promised you were going to do, why should I fucking work? And he's right. He's fucking right. I get it. I get it. And it embarrasses me to bring it up. And 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 I tell you it again because I said I will tell you everything. Uh, so he, he said I have this idea, and and he pitched me on it. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a good idea, but it's not what I want. But at the same time, it it's a really good idea for what he can do. What I want him to do is go, "Hey, Mike, I completely understand you're you, and this is a one time slip up and and you know what? let's get back on schedule. You do the show on Mondays, and I'll have the artwork on Tuesday. It'll be great, but he's he's that's not that's a non starter for him. That's not how he wants to do it, and so the child in me wants to keep pounding on the fucking countertop and going, Do it, do what I want, give me the thing I fucking want, but that's not fair. And we're, we're, we're 50 years old with, with more than two thirds of our life spent in close proximity with one another and being friends. And, uh, and there's part of me that's like, can't you, you know, I'm Tessio literally I just, I just, I want to look at, at fucking and David's fucking Hagen, and, and and I want to look at him and just go, Hey man, can't you, can't you just do it my way and give me the artwork on Tuesdays for old time's sake? And uh, and David just goes, can't do it, Sally. <laughs> and I'm about to get in a fucking car and get a piano wire across the fucking throat. You know, I, I it's cold as fuck in the movie, but it needed to be done. And in and in real life, it it seems cold as fuck to me sometimes. But if I really think about it, I know it's not cold as fuck because he doesn't exist to do what I want him to do. He doesn't exist. I mean, and I've I've done my best to do everything I can to give David as much creative freedom as possible, but that doesn't matter if you don't give him enough time to be creative. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I I know this. I know this is true, but this still is inside me and going, do what I fucking say and do what I fucking want and give me my fucking artwork, man. And, and I know that's wrong and I can't be like that. And I don't want to be like that, but it lives there. It's it's being pushed aside. It's it's being shunned. I'm I'm doing everything I can to recover and walk away from being like that. But it's it's the same way. Look at my fucking package. You give me this job. Give me my fucking health insurance. What the fuck? Why the fuck won't OBS set the fuck up? It's 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 a it's a fucking child inside of me that can't understand why everything doesn't go his fucking way all the fucking time. And I I don't want to be. You know, I'm not Schlepprock. Like I said, we do that thing where we're like, oh, Schlepprock, ha, 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 or whatever the fuck, and yeah, all these bad things. I don't want to be known as that guy. I don't want bad shit happening all the fucking time, and I don't want my name associated with the fact that whenever I show up, things go fucking tits up. I don't want to be that fucking dude. You know, I, I want to grab the reins on the fucking stagecoach before it goes off the fucking side of the cliff. So... David made his pitch and, and I was like, that's a really good idea. Let me, let me get back to you because again, inside me, there was still this fucking little kid who's just going, no man, do what I do. Just fucking get it done on Tuesday. Cause I even said that to him. I, I did pitch him again in the airport. I went, listen to me, I can do this. And he goes, you can't. And I said, no, no, I can. And he goes, you can't. I've I've he goes in and and look it's it's that thing (laughs) you know who I am I'm fucking I'm Wahlberg and O'Reilly in 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 fucking boogie nights where I'm like give us the fucking tape man and the guy's like this is not an MP this is a YP this is your problem And that's David is again he's He's like, this isn't, you know, cause he doesn't have anything to get mad or fly off the handle about. He's just like, nah, man, this is it. Matter of fact, I can't do that anymore. And even though I'm like, come on, give me the fucking art and it fucking makes the show better and it works. And you know, for years I just, I've let you have creative freedom and you know, oh, that's what lives inside me. But, but in fucking reality, he's, he's benefited me in so many fucking ways. And I know that. And that's why I don't throw a tantrum. That's why I don't freak the fuck out. It lives inside me. I'm I'm rageful and angry and, and mad, but but look, I also recognize ninety percent of that is I'm mad at me. I'm full of rage toward myself because I've put myself in this situation. I didn't pay my credit card, so the lien came because of me. I didn't fill out the insurance form correctly. And I didn't check it for three months. So I've lost my health insurance because of me. And now I'm using photographs and scrambling every single week and and not having a conversation with my friend. Because of me. And so then when I sit down here to tell you guys about life or be funny or talk in circles, and I can do that. I can make it work. But occasionally you get crushed under the weight of all of the mistakes you've made. And because you've made the mistakes, you you, you beat yourself up and you punish yourself and you convince yourself you're not worth people listening to or loving or enjoying or why are you talking or who the fuck needs to hear from you? You fucking look what you did with fucking David. Look at Look at how you burnt that. And, and it embarrasses me to come to you. Cause again, you know, four or five people that have been involved in the show have walked the fuck away. And, and, uh, you know, I don't want you guys just going, yeah, fucking Mike's toxic. I I'm, I'm not. And just the very fact that you have to say that you're not, you know, indicates that you've probably, you probably, you are or, but I'm not, I'm fucking not dudes. You know, Jill used to bust my balls and we'd have fights or whatever the fuck. And I'd write her a long ass email, and we'd go back and forth about a bunch of bullshit. And I'd go, "Look, I'm a good man. I just want to be happy. That's all I want. Why can't we just be fucking happy?" And she would literally say, "You know, if you were a good man, you would have to say you were a good man." And then she would like it on Twitter. Somebody would write that, and they'd be like, hey, yeah, you know, if someone have to keep saying they're a good man, then why? Uh, then they're not. Maybe they're not one." And I would just be like, "You know, there's." Because you can't get out of that fucking prison. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't, it's like, you can't say you're a good person. What? You just got to show you're a good person. But then when you try to show you're a good person, you wind up fucking fighting with somebody because of something they did. And then they think you're, they tell everybody you're not a good person. It's like, what the fuck, man? What do I do here? It's just, it's the fucking Chinese handcuffs of fucking life where you're just like, well, I, I can't get out of this. I can't get, it's just, you're just, you're just fucking chasing your tail. So when I tell you I'm not toxic, I'm sure you're just like, well, Mike, uh, you're you're a little toxic. Well, yeah, I I think maybe I am a little, certainly. I can be stubborn. Uh, I'm harder on myself than I am on anybody else, certainly. You know, I wasn't mad at David because he did bad work or I wasn't mad at David because he wasn't meeting deadlines. I was mad at David because I was mad at myself. And when I'm mad at myself and I come to talk to you guys, We wind up getting a show that doesn't come out until Friday because I stop start and, uh, and it feels disingenuous or phony to just do a show about whatever the fuck, you know, I can come on here and talk about the fucking Joker trailer or whatever the fuck, but, but that's not what's going on inside me. That's not what's in my fucking brain or my heart. And I told you guys after, you know, years, fucking seven, eight, nine, whatever the fuck I said, I will not lie to you. I will tell you the truth. I will tell you what's going on. And, uh, and keeping it suppressed and keeping it inside is, 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 you know, it's just not good for the show. It's not good for, cause then you get this. It's so funny. This is the show. I'm like, well, nobody wants to hear this fucking show, but then I keep a bunch of shit inside and then I wind up regurgitating this fucking show all over you guys. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to drag you into this. I really don't. Um, but we're friends. And, uh, you know, I talked in the discord tonight. I was texting with, with Jason and, 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 uh, and Travis and Rob and, and anybody else who was in there. And I was like, this is really helping me to talk to you guys because you're my friends and, you know, I'm in my apartment. I'm by myself. I'm, I'm not reaching out to people. I'm not doing stuff except when I see John and I go to the gym for an hour and a half, two hours, uh, a, a, you know, every three days and, I could do cardio, but I don't talk to anybody to do cardio. It's just fucking earbuds. <laughs> Who's going to talk to me on cardio? Hey, how you, how's it going? I just did a lap. Nobody gives a flying fuck, dude. Nobody cares. And, uh, you know, I, I I'm, I find myself alone. I find myself not just alone. I find myself lonely. And I and I find myself wanting to do things with people, and and that's why Arizona was so huge. It was, it was five days of laughing and fun, and and watching basketball, and just and being able to look and talk to Wode or fucking sit and talk to Dennis. You know, I'm glad I went because the the toddler inside me went, don't fucking go, it's fucking embarrassing. You didn't fucking see David and f-. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Grabbed a stick and beat him back and went and had a great time with my friends, and had to needed it absolutely fucking needed it. The Twitch streams are important because I get human connection, whether it's through words on a screen or, or my face in a square, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people every day and talking and that's important because I'm, I'm really good at hiding. And this keeps coming up, and I know I keep telling you guys I won't do it anymore. And I'm breaking out, and we're doing this, and and I, I recognize all of you guys have have your own stuff going on, man. I, I mean, you know, I I was just talking to a friend on Snapchat, and and she's been going through some stuff, and and I you know I hadn't heard from her in a while, so I was happy uh, that I reached out because she was she was having a tough time, and and I can only and she still is, and I'm I can only hope it gets better. And I said I'm here, man. I'm absolutely here. You need me. I'm there. Whatever the fuck you want. It was like, you know, with Maki, all you can do is say, I'm I'm here. Travis, you know, who I talked to in the stream, he just lost his gig this week. That dude got laid off. And, and so I write him and I'm like, I hope you're good. You know, I mean, just, you know, if you need anything, I, I mean, I don't know what to fucking say, but I mean, but yet he's there in the stream and he's, he's telling me how, how, you know, just to hang in there, and and we've been listening for this long because we we care and we want to hear about you. And I'm like, man, this guy's going through his own fucking stuff, and he's he's telling me, he's picking me up. There's a guy named George, uh, you know, I, he he's written me so many times, and I, I've talked about him here on the show. He, he he wrote me an email after the lean thing, and he's like, man, I completely get this financial thing. You got to hang in there, and you know, he always writes in his emails, loving the show every goddamn week. These are important things, and I see them, and look, I, I take them for granted. I do, absolutely. Um, <laughs> my greatest fear is that you guys won't be there to do those things, and I'm not saying that in a way where like, whoa, oh, no, we really got to pick up Mike. No, that's, not, that's not fucking it, but I'm just saying, my, let's put it this way. Let me change the way I phrased that. My greatest fear is that I will act in a way that makes you guys not want to be there to listen or be my friends. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my due diligence to be better. You know, I, I woke, I, I, today I wrote people and I said, Hey, look, I got to be better. I just do. I, I I know I do. I'm sorry. And, and, you know, Anne and, and they're, they're all very nice and they're just like, don't do, don't worry about it. You know, and then they listen to older shows or they, they, they do that and it, and it just, and it makes me crazy happy. And so I even said to the guys, I'm like, hey, should I, you know, like I, I don't know if people want to go on a deep dive inside my skull here and I, I, I got to make sure, should I do a rerun and just talk a little bit up top and handle some business? And they're like, dude, just start talking. David has said that to me. Just fucking talk. It's what you do. Yes, but the problem is I also think and i think that people don't want to hear me talk i don't know why it exists i don't know why that that lives inside me i i that's but that's that's the fucking kid pounding on the table and you know how many times have i said it on here i got to grow up i got i got to be an adult i got to be a man whatever that means So David pitched his idea and I still haven't reached out to him, you know, and he's going to hear this <laughs> and ben, I'm sure he's going to just go, man, all you had to do is call me. <laughs> um, But I'm embarrassed, you know, I'm embarrassed to, you know, because once his, his idea is implemented, you know, you will see that. Well, I mean, it's it's no different than the last six weeks when you've seen photographs and you've reached out to me and you said, hey, uh, where's David's artwork? Like, what's going on? Is it Monday a work day? And, and I've been like, hey, David's great. Like, literally, when I answer people, <laughs> David's the best. And they're just like, yeah, but how come his artwork isn't there? Oh, he's so good, isn't he? You know what I mean? It's this thing where I've had to tap dance around it because because there's a long fucking story behind it. You know, there's just there's just me. There's this. You've heard it. You've heard it and I wanted to avoid talking about it on the show, but I mean, since when, does when anything good ever come from me avoiding talking about something on the show? So, um, I got to contact my friend today and see if he'd be interested in helping me out with this project I've been doing for 11 years. Uh, I'll have to remind him that he's done good work in the past and it would only make my experience, your experience in the show better if he would be interested in doing that thing that he does that makes me look good. Now, I just need to convince myself To do the thing I do that makes me look good. And do it on time. And I need to convince myself that everybody wants that. And most importantly, I need to get that kid that's inside me to grow the fuck up. You guys can get me at Mike Mike Schmidt You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, I have a Twitch channel. I'll probably talk about it on the other side too, but I'll just tell you now if you're still here, uh, go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I do live streams where I'm playing video games. Hey, remember that guy I said he has got to grow up. He's playing video games for a living. ha. <laughs> what a tough guy. Um, We have the YouTube channel that exists. You can go check out the YouTube channel that exists. Please go ahead and subscribe to that. Oh, did I mention Instagram and Snapchat? I don't think I did go to Instagram and Snapchat. I am Mike four zero Y O B on both of those on the PS four network. I'm Mike four zero Y O B be my friend on there. Uh, follow the channel at Twitch. That would help subscribe at YouTube. That would really help. And, uh, plans for more live streams coming down the pike, some YouTube stuff, like I said I really want to get OBS up and running. I need to do more with Patreon. I need to uh I need to do fucking everything, man. And and that's another thing that just kills me is that I keep saying that and I keep saying I'll do it and then and then I just freeze. I just fucking freeze. I got to stop freezing, dudes. I got to thaw the fuck out. Uh Ryan Dirks does all the video stuff for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Contact him. Be his friend. Tell him he does cool things for me and thank him for it. And of course, as I've mentioned, uh, our our friend David Hernandez does all the music and the artwork for this show and has for a very long time and hopefully will in the future for a very long time. Uh, You can be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go ahead and find him there and, uh, and tell him he's the best. Why not? Because he is. And also... If you want work done for yourself, if you want to get, you know what, if you want to commission him to do a painting or have him on board to do something for you, do me a favor. Uh, You can find him at artbydmh.com. That's his website. Now, look, again, like I said, he's done amazing artwork for me. You can scroll through my Facebook stuff and find all the old artwork he's done. Uh, Go to his page. You know, he's got a meme page that he has uh, in production now. And also he's got the... uh, his homepage, where he's got artwork that you can see on there as well. Like I said, become his friend at facebook.com slash Hernandez. You'll see all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, go to his website, and you'll see that he had Valscapes. He has Guycons. Anything that you would want to have, uh, he's done. You can get an idea of what work. I, he might have some pieces still for sale, but I think most of them are gone. So you'll have to commission something original. And, uh, and if you want him to replicate one of the Valscapes or Guycons, I'm sure he'd be willing to do that. I don't know. I don't know how he handles his business. All I know is he handles it well as far as the creative side, but the money and all that stuff is negotiable and whatever he charges his prices and how he works. Again, he works in oils, he works in watercolors and uh, he can he can do something as simple as a caricature or he can do something amazing like a portrait of your parents for an anniversary. Or It's just his talent knows no bounds and I'm lucky that he's my friend and I'm happy that he's been involved as long as he has. Uh, you can find him again at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. But most importantly, go check out his work and hire him to do work for you at artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody out there? Do you still want to hear me? Can't blame you if you don't. Come
0: on, come on,
1: come on Now... I'm kinda... Of, kinda of feeling down. Well, I don't even know why... I don't know why you people even like my show. Hey, folks. folks I need some help to figure out... Just one basic fact. What was year three all about? It was I You know we have a birthday in the house? We do. Uh it actually was yesterday when the show was supposed to come out. Uh <laughs> so I feel like a fucking stroke. But uh our great friend Mary Monell has a birthday today and am I saying her last name correctly? I think I am. It could be Monell, could be it could be Monell. Uh but it's Mary, my friend Mary, who is uh, of course Justin's wife. Uh when I went to um I was in Arizona. I stayed with them for one night. I told you I stayed with Justin and Mary and their dogs, uh, Mookie and Funches, and I had a fucking amazing time. Uh, it is Mary's birthday, and I'm I'm very happy that she's been kind to me, and I'm glad that she's my friend, and uh, I'm glad that Justin reached out to let me know. I mean, I, well, I saw it on Facebook as well. Uh, but look, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it. Well, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna spoil it. Je- uh, Justin he wrote me and said, do me a favor, mention Mary's birthday on the show, and and. And, and rightfully so, man, I got no problem with that. No compunction with telling people happy birthday, particularly when they're my friends. I actually, that is one thing I must say I enjoy about Facebook is it does remind you when it's somebody's birthday. So you can actually reach out because I, mean, I don't know anybody's fucking birthday. And I, I, I get my friends in my phone, but other than that, like normal people, uh, you guys, my friends, uh, you my, my internet chums. So if I, if I'm happy to, if I can see something and reach out, it makes me happy. So I knew it was Mary's birthday anyway. Um, but now here I am telling you about it on the show because Justin reached out and said, "You know what? That would mean something to me if you did that." I want him and look, Justin's my guy. He's been on the show here. I broadcasted in his hotel room once. You've heard Justin, and he's been involved in adventures. We've gone out to dinner and I and had fun things. Him went to a Diamondbacks game, and I'm hoping to be back in Arizona again this summer to see him and possibly Zach Listener, Zach who's out there and our buddy Paul Goble. Um but most importantly, it's Mary's birthday and I want to see Mary. Mary is uh a fantastic and uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use the term interesting study in, in, in determination because she is a distance runner and, uh, and just, I mean, she dudes, I stayed in their office, like their home office. There's like fucking 15 diplomas on the wall. There's 80 gold medals from races and shit like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you that I can't get off my ass and record a fucking show for you on time. This is a person who has drive and determination and just fucking does it. Justin's the same way successful guy they just you just move forward and I don't I'm trying to learn to be that I want to be that going forward myself and and these are good examples and and to see somebody like Mary who's so accomplished and and is so learned and and has a great job and does great work there but then also takes the time to run these races and and uh not just run but she's won medals in the past just an amazing person so happy birthday Mary I don't know if you've made it through this slog of a fucking show to get here. I, sure, I probably should have let off with this. That would have kept people around. Hey, happy birthday to Mary. By the way, boo fucking who? Shut up. Nobody wants to hear that fucking show. And yet, here's the show I've released to you guys. <laughs> what a goon. Um, all right, so happy birthday, Mary. And I will see you again this summer. Thank you for, uh, for being that cool-ass person. Folks, did you know this? We've got sponsors. And by sponsors, I mean one sponsor. Did you know that? It's the Paranoid Strain podcast that's available right now in the iTunes store. And I'll tell you this. There's a new episode. I've been telling you like, about them. They had a mini-sode where they went and it was a quick hit episode, they called it, where they talked about the Denver airport and they talked about uh, um, Alex Jones again, who's a fucking terrible person. But you got to out that guy. You know, he needs you need sunlight on a fuckhead like that so the mold gets fucking burned off. We just can't have that guy being operating in the dark we got to fucking shine a light on him and and the paranoid strain does that they they take on all these conspiracy assholes they take on all of these people who are and they they debunk it they tear it to fucking pieces and i love it i fucking love it and i'll tell you i listen to this show and it is quite frankly uh for me it it shows him taking the show to a new level our good friend fearful jesuit is the host of that show and this new episode is is a new level of of in depth reporting and debunking and knowledge. It is information dense, is the phrase I would use for you guys. But yet still very entertaining. Because normally you can get a lot of guys reciting facts and slogging through, and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, get to the fucking point. Dude, this fucking show opens with like a, a cold open with uh a study in contrast between a uh Two different assassins being convinced or brainwashed into carrying out a, a mission. And first of all, I don't know who the fuck he he wound up getting to do this, but the actors up top did a fucking amazing job. Um Fearful's got connections and and uh he you know he winds up having these I, I don't wanna again, I don't like to give away things, but you should listen. But it's a it's two contrasting uh, recitals of basically the same scene where an assassin is being convinced or slash brainwashed to, uh, go ahead and, and commit a criminal act. And you have to hear it. The actors are phenomenal. And there's also a part where they sync up the voices together. They deliver a speech like a monologue together. And, uh, and, but, but with different inflections, I, I don't know how they did it or how he got them to do it without being a guy who directs stuff. Cause I, I, you know, I've been to the compound fearful. He records in a fucking broom closet. It's not like he's got a fucking full on studio, but he might have reached out to some guys who actually had something. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. You know, and the thing is, I don't want to know. I don't want to know the fucking magic trick at all. Uh, he's got a fun little nod to m M&M and in this show. There's a new song, a new theme song and a new interstitial song, um, which is, you know, I, he's just, co- again, constantly improving, which makes me happy. the uh, The episode is about assassinations and uh and i know you're like oh well fuck like the kennedy assassination well here's the thing man uh <laughs> you might talk a little bit about bobby um but but it's mainly discuss he he talks about a bunch of different assassinations They get deep into Lincoln all these different things uh, they don't deal with JFK because the next episode will be a serious deep fucking dive into JFK now, they allude to it they give you a couple of spoiler alerts which is totally fun uh, they, they bust out the wheel of arbitrary episode starting points that's always fun when we get to hear that and by when we get to it I mean in this episode um, but like I said, information dense, man, and it, it gets into the origins of Sunnis and Shias and, uh, Ismailism. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing, pronouncing that correct. He talks about, uh, the, the godfather of that, uh, which was led by Hassan El-Sabah. Um, he, he actually, there's a quote, he says the sensational murder of Jenna al- al- Al-Lala, al I think was the name again. I tried to write these down. I take notes when I'm listening to the fucking show, but it's, that sounded to me like a, like a song by the band in Janicean, the sensational murder of Jenna Atlala, like the, you know, like the ballad of the hurricane by fucking uh, Bob Dylan. Um, you know, he gets, he gets into the, the, you know, the myth of the garden of earthly delights. He, he, uh, he, he brings up his, was Errol Flynn a Nazi that, that is addressed in this episode. Uh, he brings up, he wants you to, let me, let me ask you this. I will leave you this. He wonders who is Eric Starvo Galt. That's some homework when you're listening, go ahead and find that name. Uh, but it is a phenomenal information dense, deep dive on the history of assassinations ranging from uh, ones in 600, the year 632, all the way up to, to RFK and then uh, Lincoln. And it's insane. He's got a clip and I'm sure again, cause he does the, the fucking amazing research. He's got a clip of a guy you get to hear the voice of a guy who actually was in the theater when Lincoln was assassinated. He just, he found this clip somehow. I I, I don't, and all right, I'll be truthful. Um, you know, I listened to this show. Uh, I started to listen to it when he sent it to me, he sent it to me last week. And then I didn't, I I did not return to it until yesterday. And, um, and I listened to it yesterday afternoon, you know, before I recorded. And that was, this is, you're going to laugh at me probably, but hearing the level of work, the amazing production value that he has in his show. Was another thing where I threw another log on the fire in my head that went, well, fuck, why are you even doing this? I mean, Fearful's got it nailed down, man. Fearful crushes it. Listen to the fucking amount of work he did. His voice is better than yours. He knows all the fucking facts. He brings you a fucking amazingly produced show with segments and music and interstitials and all sorts of different clips and voices and history. And it's, it's nutritional. It's, 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 if, if my show is a box of fruity pebbles, his show is a fucking, is a steak dinner. And, and I convinced myself of that yesterday. I'm like, there you go, buddy. Why are you going to do this when Fearful's got podcasting down cold now? Because this is, in my opinion, such a leap from his last episode. You know, And I know that was a mini episode, but, but a quick hit episode, whatever you want to call it. But, but this was so good and so different and such a, a, a rising of the water level of what he can accomplish with this show. And he needs to be proud of it. And I'm proud to tell you about it. And I'm happy he involves me to get the message out. Uh, so what you want to do is go subscribe to The Paranoid Strain in the iTunes store. And you want to leave a review in the iTunes store talking about how great the show is. And if you mention us, that'd be fantastic because it lets Fearful know that you're listening. Uh, you can contact him at Strain at gmail.com. and Not at, 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 but theparanoidstrain at gmail.com is the... Uh, is, is the email address. And he actually puts out a pitch. He's like, you can actually send a voice clip of yourself asking a question or, or, or that deals with whatever. And he'll answer it on the air. Um, but write him a note. So we already had Maddie. Maddie, uh, is a listener and he, he CC'd me or BCC'd me on an email. He sent to, to fearful already to say how great the show was. And I appreciate that, Maddie. Thank you for looping me in. So, so fearful knows that this is, uh, that this is, you know, worth doing and he should still remain associated all after this fucking week. I don't know if he's going to want to be associated with this nonsense. Uh, Maybe you can debunk the conspiracy that's in my goddamn head. Uh, That would be great. But anyway, so Fearful Jesuit is the host of Paranoid Strain. Uh, Of course, Danny Unicorn is involved as well. The email address for them is theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Leave a review in the iTunes store. Write them a note that says you heard about it through us so he knows that it was uh, it made sense to go ahead and continue his association here with this show. Uh, but most importantly, of all of this, you you need to download it and listen because you will just marvel at the production value. You will learn something and be entertained. And again, as I've said, anybody who does something that I'm not doing or can't do, I'm endlessly fascinated by it. And Fearful has created something special. So go download the show and uh, you're going to love it. I know you are. Absolutely. And I have been on other podcasts that I will tell you about. Did you know that I, well, I think I told you I, I was on Road Stories with Murray Valeriano and Pat Francis. That came out last Sunday. So you can go ahead and download that and uh, and listen to me and Murray and Pat wax uh, on and on about all sorts of stuff. We talk about M&Ms. We talk about game shows. We talk about Byron Allen. Uh, I think we do everything but tell road stories, but still it's worth it to hear me and my friends, Murray and Pat talk, uh, Murray Valeriano's road stories is available now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download that. And you'll hear me on there. And also I did a rock solid podcast with Pat, where we dealt with the Motley Crue movie, the dirt. And we looked at their entire catalog from the first album to the last. I was very shocked and surprised that he wanted me to listen to generation swine, but I did it. And, uh, he had a woman named Heather in there. I think it's Heather. Heather. I don't want to say Heather Thomas or Heather Harris. Fuck. I'm an idiot. But Heather was in there and she was a guest on the show with us. And she was lovely and funny and talented. And she hung in the conversation. And then She did a version of a Motley Crue song acoustically that uh, that is just phenomenal. And you have to listen to the show, if only to hear that. Sure, I'm on it and I'm fucking hilarious. Sure, Pat's on it and he's the fucking greatest. But Heather busts out her get box and makes you forget that the two of us even exist because she busts out a Motley Crue version that's so damn good. So it's not out yet uh, unless you're a rock solid early adapter and then he sends those out. So it's gone out. But I think it's coming out this this Tuesday or Thursday, I'm going to guess. I don't know. It's coming out. If it's Thursday, that sucks because then I'll have to tell you all about it next Wednesday again because the show will definitely come out on Thursday next week, won't it, Mike? Yes, it fucking will. Uh, But go ahead and make sure you pay attention. We should be subscribing to Rock Solid anyway so then it'll download next time you refresh or whenever they put it up. But please, I'm on the Rock Solid podcast with my friend Pat Francis. And, And also, I'll tell you this, if you're a listener to Rock Solid or if you're even a listener to this show, Rock Solid's having a picnic. And it's uh it's May 5th, I believe. Let me double check on the date on this. I'm gonna have to pull up my calendar, folks, because I have a calendar. I don't know if you know about calendars. Uh it's May 4th. It's gonna be May the 4th. Uh May the 4th be with you, isn't that that fucking Star Wars nonsense? It's a Saturday, May 4th, and it will be uh at at uh Pat's got the address. If you do you go follow Pat's social media or or look at his Facebook or whatever. I don't want to give the address out unless he has or he hasn't. But I'm going to be there. Christine Blackburn is going to be there. He's trying to get Siegel to be there. You know, all the co-hosts. It could just be Pat and me and Christine, but we're confirmed. And he's trying to get other people to be there. And then uh, there's going to be burgers and fucking fun. And there's a pool. And, and we'll just have fun hanging out and talking and, and having a good time. So if you want to meet me and you're in town for that, uh, then, then get on board for the Rock Solid Barbecue, which is going to be at Pat's Casa de Pat. And, uh, and we'll be there. It'll be fun. So, uh, me and Christine Blackburn for sure. And Pat, of course, the host of rock solid, he's the most important, but then a bunch of other people will probably be there as well. And other listeners come in and fucking commiserate. So if you want to do that, go ahead and make it happen. That'd be great. I would love it very much. Hey man, did you know about cameo? I'm going to tell you about it right now, man. Everybody's on cameo. I would charisma carpenter who has unbelievable fucking breasts and perfect nipples. Uh, <laughs> but also is a terrific actress, she is on cameo now, but I don't care. I don't want you to have her call you because I want you to have me call you. That's right. I'm on Cameo. I'm probably a lot cheaper than Charisma anyway. And holy fuck, you want to see my nipples? Uh, I'm on Cameo now. Download the app to your phone. The Cameo app is there. You can find me and I'll leave a message for you, for your friends, for your lovers. Uh, If you're torn between two lovers, I'll talk to both of them. I'll break up with somebody for you. Whatever you fucking want me to do on Cameo, I can do it. Just book me through the app. It's uh, in the app store. Just put in cameo and it'll download to your phone and then you can scroll through. And look, there's a lot of fucking famous people in there and they cost a lot of dough. And then I'm in there. I'm 20 bucks. Fuck that, man. That's easy as shit. Go ahead and hire me for 20 and I'll fucking say whatever you want me to say. It's perfect. Uh, So get the cameo up on your phone today again, I mentioned the YouTube channels out there. It's like, I believe it's youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, you can go find me on there. There's all sorts of archives of other shows and uh, all the past archives of the podcast and, uh, coming with Twitch clips. I keep saying that, but hopefully it'll happen soon. Um, go to Mike Schmidt comedy.com. Uh, well, before I do that, let's do Uber and Lyft. Who wants to drive for Uber? Who wants to drive for Lyft? Is it you? It might be. Uh, if you want to drive for Lyft, use my code. This is all caps, Mike, M I K E 720057. That's Mike 720057. And you can also use that as a first time rider. And you can use that code and I'll get a spiff off of that. And same thing with Uber. If you want to do that, here's a code for Uber. It's all lowercase DJZW1YTTUE. That's DJZW1YTTUE. Uh, go ahead and do that. And if you're a first time rider on Uber as well, use that code and I get a spiff. It works out great. Do it now. (laughs) Take an Uber. You know what? Take an Uber to the rock solid picnic and use my code. It'll work out perfectly for everybody. Look at that. Look at me brainstorming and putting things together. Why not? Go to Mike and go to the merchandise page, which you know is the Joe business page. There's an Amazon link on there. If you click on that motherfucking thing. Yeah, that motherfucking thing, baby, go ahead and click on that. And, uh, and then we get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly, baby. Go ahead and make that happen right now. Cause you're going to use Amazon anyway, right? That's out there. That's something you do with your life. Go ahead and go ahead and click on that. Uh, go, go, ahead go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and go ahead. And Jesus Christ, dude, slow the fuck down. All right, let's take a breath, man. Let's do that. Go ahead and click the Amazon link. You're shopping there anyway, for fuck's sake. Costs you nothing, man. Uh, So go ahead and do that. Click through the link on the merchandise page slash Joe Business page on com, and uh, just reach out and, and touch somebody's hand. Make this world a better place if you can. <laughs> Dummy. Uh, go ahead and please use the link. It makes uh, it, it it's keeps me afloat, and I appreciate you doing that. Also, there's a Patreon page. I'll tell you about that. Uh, and I keep threatening, oh, it's going to be busier, and I'm going to uh, yeah, I'm going to try. But I will just tell you there's a Patreon page now if you want to support this show. And many of you already are, and I thank you for that. Uh, but it does exist. You go to patreon.com and just look for Mike Schmidt or the 40-year-old boy. Going ahead and becoming a patron of this show is helpful and it helps the Twitch stream and it helps this podcast and the possibility of live stuff, all of that. And I will be in Toronto. Remember that in August, Palooza occurs. And I was talking to Ken and it turns out, get this, here's the plan right now. We're going to have like a fucking cookout, like a potluck. I'm going to cook something and you guys can all cook something and bring it over there to Ken's house. and We'll have like a big fucking festival where everybody eats and has fun and eats food. And uh, last time I was there. I went ahead and got a... uh, Wait, did I finish talking about the Amazon link? Yeah, we get money, they get money, you get stuff. And uh, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I've already worn you guys down with what the fuck I was talking about. There's a a cookout, going to be probably at Ken's house. But also get this, last time I was there, our buddy Rick had a space that I could use to do a live show. And I wound up using that space and it was fun. We passed the hat, it was really great. Uh, But now Rick will no longer be in Toronto when I move there. I want to wish him luck on his move to... uh, Nova Scotia. Rick's in Nova Scotia, but I'm not. Yeah, he's everywhere that I'm not. I'm not. Uh, so good for Rick. He's doing he's doing this, making a leap, moving to Nova Scotia and getting to the next phase and, and level of his life. And I'm proud of him for the move. I will miss him when I'm in Toronto, though. Half the battle was going and seeing. And, you know, I love that's one of the reasons I love going is to see everybody and seeing Rick was cool. I loved hanging out with him. So, uh, we won't have his space to use, but I think, and I will listen to your feedback on the Joker's page or you want to write me at MikeSchmidtComedy.com, Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Um I pitched this to Ken and he thinks it's a good idea. I might just do a live podcast, whether I'm in his house and just set up and, and then you guys can all be there and I'll do a live podcast with a bunch of people in the room, which Sounds fun to me. It sounds exciting and interesting and that is that better than me doing a live show and walking around and talking. I don't know, but right now it seems like a fun unique idea to pull off and we'll do that at Ken's house where I'll just set up the microphone and you guys will be there and we'll hang out and I will do a live podcast and we might even do a live stream on Twitch. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a live in real life stream. We'll figure it out. We've got till August Hopefully, I'll have all of these ideas crafted and ready, <laughs> and ready to go. Who knows? Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that, for the cookout, throwing axes, escape rooms, all of everything we've got planned. Schmitty Palooza in Toronto, August fourth through the fourteenth. I think off the top of my head and uh and check with ken check on the jokers page uh because there's going to be posts on there about what's happening and and I'm, I'm really excited and and you know what some canadians are going to be here soon our friend tanya and, and mike uh they're going to be in town in, in a week or so and i'm going to see them which i'm excited and I, I, our our listener our internet chum linda is in town i picked her up from the airport tonight and took her over to her hotel and taking her back on sunday so it's nice that people are coming to los angeles i do love seeing people because i have mentioned i mean it gives me a chance to get out of the house i like meeting you guys i like seeing you guys talking to you. And, uh, and so if you're in LA, man, let's fucking let's, uh, let's, I want to see you. You know, we'll do something. Even if we can just have a fucking taco, whatever the fuck, man. Um, I like it very much. So again, if you could make that rock solid barbecue work, that's fucking cool. If you're in town, I'll get you at the airport. We'll figure that out. Michelle always comes to town. I pick her up. We go to dinner. Uh, it's great. I'm excited. And, and although, you know, I try not to make it all about food. Poor Michelle. I keep going, hey, let's go get food. Let's go get food. And she's probably just like, I just want to fucking relax. We can just go talk somewhere, man. But my my brain is still the brain of a fat boy. And and so I'm trying to change it. You know what I mean? And like I said, I the other day I went grocery shopping, dude, and then I made a fucking five pound pork shoulder roast in my instant pot. And I made some broccoli and I fucking I made this barbecue sauce. I put that on there and I'm eating healthy. I've eaten that for the past couple days, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to make some eggs and crisp up some pork and eat that and uh uh, and then I get this fucking thing. I don't even know if I talked about this on the air here or not. Dudes, there's a fucking pizza place by me called Mazzarino's. And, uh, I used to go there. I, I talked, I talked about it. It used to be my spaghetti joint. And then it fucking closed down. Well, first they sold Italian beefs and we would go there, but then the fucking joint burned down. Like it had a big fucking fire. So I was like, God damn it. So I, I wanted to get pasta elsewhere, but it's fucking hard to find pasta in L.A. that you like. So Mazarinos was closed after this fire for like two years. I don't know if they fucking ran out of money or what the fuck their problem was. But then they rebuild and then they're, hey, they're Mazzarino's again. I'm like, oh, cool. I think I've told the story on right here. I went to get spaghetti and I brought it over. I had a, one time I had a fucking, you know, Pat and I went for lunch. and The waiter was a dick, whatever the fuck by year nine. um, But then Mazarinos closed again. And then it reopened as, like, a coffee shop or some fucking cafe. And then it closed again. And then it reopened as fucking rock and roll pizza. And I'm like, what the fuck is rock and roll pizza? Like, I don't give a fuck if you painted Dave Grohl on the wall. I'm not coming to get rock and roll pizza. So then that closed. And that was only open for, like, five, six months. I mean... Uh, you know this this place is just a fucking death on this corner. It's just not good. And it's right by a Hugo's and a Hugo's tacos and there's a Tide ne- joint next door. It's just it's just competition is rough especially for small mom and pop fucking restaurants. So then I I saw they had a sign in the window and I was like, "Well, what is this fucking joint going to be now?" So I got it, and it said Gino's Pizza coming soon. Now, there's a Gino's in Chicago. All right, a place called Gino's East or or, you know, uh, the original Gino's. And that exists, but I mean, like, you know, that's never fucking happening, but there's a shitty L.A. Geno's. And they make like garlic knots and then kind of shitty pizza. But in my head, I'm like, well, at least that's the fucking pizza that I know. And they make pasta too. Like I never gave the fucking rock and roll pizza a day in court. I wasn't going to fucking go over there. Again, you're not going to lure me in with a picture of black flag. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for a fucking pizza. I don't want to see Henry Rollins yelling at me over the goddamn countertop, man. You know what? Nothing, Nothing's going to, it's not going to make my Masta Choli better if I see Don Henley. I, I know you're thinking that it is, but it's not. Um... So, they're, you know, they're going to open that shitty L.A. fucking Geno's over there, and that's fine. And and uh, and I had told Lenny about it, my brother, you know, and I was just like, this fucking joint can't stay open. And I, I actually was like, you know, Baby Blues should put up a joint here in the Valley, like for Barbecue House. You know, and granted, there's another barbecue joint in Riverside I told you I like, but it seems like the joint could be something if they made it work. And... Uh, and then I'm online and I follow a Twitter account called Eater LA that updates like restaurant openings and closings and you know specials here in Los Angeles. And dudes, it says original Chicago Geno's coming to Studio City. What the fuck? I open the story and it turns out this is a fucking Geno's East. They're putting in a Chicago Geno's East, and, and and you know listen, it's two miles from my house, two fucking miles. I read the article and they're going to get 15 TVs. They want to be like the headquarters for the fucking Cubs and the White Sox and the Bears. They got a fucking bar and they're going to serve deep dish Chicago pizza Gino style. It's not. And then they even said to the guy, is it like kind of like that? They're like, no, man, they're an affiliate. They're a franchise and they're using all of the fucking recipes from Chicago. They're going to make deep dish fucking Chicago pizza. They're going to make thin crust pizza, beef sandwiches. Fucking Italian sausage. Listen to me. I, 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 yes, am I being extra Chicago as I deliver this? you goddamn right I am. You're fucking super fan punching himself in the fucking chest. Fucking heart attack because this is two miles from my goddamn house. Fucking to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick.